0: Well, it's time. Sit back and honestly just prepare yourselves as today we are going over one of the biggest mind twisters of a story that I have ever read. Like I thought I knew what was going on, but no, I wasn't even close. The way Tatsuki Fujimoto beautifully hid the true scope of what is actually going on behind these scenes is utterly sublime. So yes, as the title states, in today's video we will be going over the entire story of Chainsaw Man. Also, if you guys didn't actually know, Big Fujimoto is doing multiple parts of this series that will be releasing from this month onwards, so technically this is only the first part of the series. Like the man's an actual genius coming back in to collect the bag while his anime starts releasing. But anyway, enough of the goat himself, it's time we get into the 8 arcs that make up part 1 of Chainsaw Man. So as this story starts off, we find a young Denji talking to his chainsaw-liked pet named Pochita. They continue talking, bringing up how tree cutting and selling his body parts brings his debt down to only 38 million and 40 thousand yen. Denji then turns to Pachita, saying, let's go and kill something. Straight after this, we see that he is hunting a tomato devil using Pachita like a chainsaw. Denji explains that hunting a devil will make him $300,000, which will help ease his debts for a bit. After destroying the devil, Denji talks to an elderly man, who tells him that the devil's worth on the black market is 400,000 yen. However, Denji's happiness is soon dashed when the old man tells him that after subtracting his debt and other expenses from the total, he only gets 70,000 yen. Denji then takes his money from the old man and thinks to himself that after paying his water bill he is only left with a measly 1800 and since Denji and Pochita have got nothing to eat at home too, their meal for the day will be a single slice of succulent bread. As this was happening the old man and his driver were watching him from a car. The driver questions him asking why did he employ a brat as a devil hunter to which the old man responds that he employed Denji because his pops died before he paid back his debt. However, the driver still persists and the old man explains that a real devil hunter wouldn't just let a Yakuza take the corpse afterwards. He then adds on that the good thing about Denji is that he always does what he is told. Uncertain of this, the driver yells out and asks Denji to eat a cigarette for 100 yen, which he accepts because every penny matters to him. As Denji eats the cigarette, the driver speeds away laughing and saying that they will reach out to him if there is another devil appearance and he better not run away because if he does, they will find and kill him. Upon them leaving, Denji spits out his ciggy and tells Puchita that because of the 100 yen, they will be able to eat for another 3 days. Later, at Denji's shack, we see the duo eating a slice of bread and saying that the normal things in life are just a dream for him he can't ask a girl over because of his rundown shack, and he heard that dating is quite expensive anyway. Pochita whines in response and Denji says that if dreams ever come true then he wants to hug a girl before he dies. As we flow back into a flashback we see the kid Denji standing in front of his father's grave who had hung himself before making his monthly payment to the Yakuza. Behind Denji A younger but still old man tells him to have the 700,000 yen ready by tomorrow or he will cut up Denji and sell the pieces. As the car leaves, we see Pachita coming out from behind a tree seemingly to attack Denji. The young boy though accepts his fate and tells the chainsaw devil to kill him because he's going to die either way. But Pachita doesn't attack him, instead falling to the ground showing Denji his wounds. Upon seeing him dying, Denji remembers his late father and decides he doesn't want anyone to die. Sitting up, he tells Pachita to bite his arm because he heard if a devil drinks blood, its wounds are healed, and if Pachita doesn't want to die, he has to do so. Pachita bites his arm while Denji screams, telling him that the blood doesn't come for free and that this is a contract, so in return for saving him, Pachita must also help to save Denji, as he doesn't want to die either. The next day, the old man shows up for the payment and as Denji shows up slaying a devil, he asks the old man if he would hire him as a devil hunter. After the flashback is over, Denji lays on the ground saying he can't fall asleep because he is too hungry and all he can think about is his debt. He tells the little Pochita that he knows what he will dream of tonight, saying that he will flirt with a girl, play video games and fall asleep in her arms. He tells Pachita that it's a pretty great dream to which the pup yapped happily almost instantly though Denji spewed up blood while at the same time the old man randomly started banging at the door saying that there was a devil Denji tells Pachita that his mother died of a heart disease which made her cough up blood as they leave Denji thinks to himself wanting to just dream even a little soon they arrive at the abandoned building where the devil is. Denji questions the old man as he doesn't see any kind of devil, but the old man acts like he didn't hear Denji and starts thanking him for being loyal like a dog. Hearing this, Denji starts feeling awkward, however, the old man switches on him, telling Denji that he hates the stench of dogs. Sadly, as Denji was looking forwards, he feels something pierce through his heart from behind. As he looks backwards, he sees the Yakuza man with a short sword had stabbed him and Pochita through the heart. The old man tells Denji that they want power to make money so they have made a contract with a devil like he did. Revealing himself, the monstrous devil stands up with a bunch of abnormal looking humans around him while saying that it wants the death of all devil hunters. He goes on to explain that he, the zombie devil, has turned all of these stupid people into his puppets by making them his zombies. It orders the zombies to kill him, and soon enough the zombies start chasing the injured duo. As he runs, Denji thinks that he just wanted to live a normal life, but no one ever let him have even that. Sadly, they catch and kill him brutally, slicing him into multiple pieces and leaving his remains in an alleyway dumpster. As the blood from Denji's nose reaches Pochita's mouth, the young devil thinks about how they were cutting trees and how Denji had told him that if he dies fighting demons, he would be worried about what would happen to Pachita, wondering if he would die of starvation or get killed by another devil hunter. Though, Denji had said he had heard some devils can take over dead humans' bodies, so if Pachita is one of them, he wants to give him his body and run away from the town so that the Yakuza won't come after him. Denji says it'd be nice if you can have a normal life and die a normal death, while telling him to fulfill his dreams for him. Back in reality, Denji's body contorts out of place as it slowly gets pulled back together by Pochita, who is connected to his chest, seemingly fusing with him. Inside of Denji's head, he has a dream in which he is lying with Pachita on his chest. Denji calls Pachita's name, to which Pachita responds with a cheerful woof. Then Denji asks him if he has taken over the control of his body, like he had asked him to, to which Pachita responds by saying he has always liked to listen to Denji's dreams. Denji is left shocked, but before he can say anything, Pachita tells him that this is a contract and that he will give Denji his heart, but in exchange, Denji has to show him more of his dreams. He then snaps awake, calling for Pachita, but then he looks down and is shocked seeing that all of his wounds are gone. He then looks at his chest and finds a cord protruding from his heart identical to Pachita's tail. Screaming, he yells out for his little friend's name. In front of him though, we see that all of the zombies have returned again, and the zombie devil gets shocked seeing Denji somehow had managed to survive against the previous attack. He instantly orders the zombies to kill and devour Denji, though, just blankly stares at the mob, thinking that all these guys already had enough and why did they want a better life? But then he wonders if he is similar, and if he should have been happy as long as he had Vegeta, but he still wanted a better life as well. He thinks to himself that dreaming is not a bad thing. Everybody dreams, and it's not bad too, but if they come in the way of his dreams, then they will have to die." Denji rips the kill switch on his chest harder than a damn blade, blade, and a horde of zombies rush at Denji and begin mauling him. The zombie devil pipes up saying to himself and the horde that Denji has got to be dead after they ate him. But suddenly we see a zombie being teared vertically apart by a chainsaw. Denji then reveals himself tearing through the crowd of zombies fused with Pochita to become the one and only Chainsaw Man. The zombie devil tries to say to Denji that they are the same but gets completely ignored and Denji cuts through its eye then continues to tear the devil apart easily with his blades. Turning around he notices the zombie horde have turned into devils and since he is a devil hunter he's got to destroy them all. He literally starts slicing his way through them one by one, then laughing like an actual madman as he ruthlessly takes out the rest saying that if he kills every single one of them then he can say goodbye to his debt. A while later, a car pulls up outside of the abandoned building and three people in suits come inside. The girl notes that it looks like someone has beaten us to the punch as they realise that the entire horde has been completely obliterated. As they look around and see only one remaining devil standing there, one of these suits says that they have got a living one. However, the mysterious girl walks up to Denji and says that he has a peculiar smell. It isn't devil or human. She then asks him if he did all of this, but instead, Denji was too worn out and he begins to throw up blood from his mouth. While collapsing, he asks the girl to hold him. But before he even realises, the girl hugs Denji instead of holding him and Denji's chainsaw form starts losing its solidity. Seeing him like this, the girl says that she knows he's a human. One of the suits asks the girl if he is possessed by a devil, to which she responds, no, because you can see the possession on their faces. The girl then responds to tell Denji, who was in her hands, that she came here to kill the zombie devil and is a public safety devil hunter. She offers Denji two choices, that he can either be killed by her as a devil or be kept by her as a pet human. She tells him as a pet he will get given food, in which Denji asks her food in a little surprised voice and what kind of food would he get for breakfast. The girl answers while thinking that he can have bread with jam, salad, coffee, and even more. Hearing he would be getting bread with jam though and other things for breakfast, Denji agrees saying that it sounds like heaven before collapsing. As time moves forward we see that Denji has woken up and is heading somewhere with the devil hunters. His stomach continues gurgling and he says that he hasn't eaten to which the girl responds that they haven't had breakfast either so they might as well go and grab some food upon hearing this denji awkwardly says that he's broke and can't afford the food to which the girl says that he can pick whatever he wants and she will pay for it denji is left shocked but before talking the girl gives denji her coat saying he will draw people's attention walking around shirtless after putting on the jacket, Denji peeks over at the girl and thinks to himself that people had always called him dirty and smelly, but with this girl, that's the first time he's ever been treated so nicely and on top of that, by a pretty girl as well. With all this, Denji comes to a realization that he truly is in love with her. Soon they arrive at a shop where they order their food, but suddenly a random man runs in bleeding and yelling at the cashier to help him. The suit girl tells him that she is a devil hunter and asks him to explain what has happened. The man screams that a devil has kidnapped his daughter and taken her into the woods. At the same time, the chef comes up and then tells them that their udon is ready, to which the girl thinks for a while and asks Denji what his name is. Obviously Denji tells her his name and she tells him that she doesn't want her udon to get soggy. Instead, he will have to go and kill the devil himself. Denji responds that he is also having food though and while quietly mumbling this, he overhears one of the devil hunters say that an extremely experienced devil hunter is on the job. Cutting him off, she then asks Denji if he forgot that he is her pet and the only response that she wants is a yes or a woof as she doesn't need a dog who says no. Denji asks what she means in an unsure voice to which she intensely says that she has heard from a judge that in the crime division they euthanize useless dogs. While a horrified Denji stands there, the girl tells him to get to work fast before her noodles become soggy and asks him what his answer was to which a distraught Denji responds by saying yes. As he runs off into the woods, thinking about how the girl was nice, to the point that he even liked her a little, however, he now realises that she is just a damn psycho who is also treating him just like a dog. While thinking, he gets reminded of Pochita and how he had died, then he suddenly hears the voice of a girl. He heads over to where the voice was coming from and finds the girl he's after with a little devil. Instantly after noticing him, the young girl confronts Denji asking him to let the little devil go. She proceeds to tell Denji that her dad had beaten her up but this nice devil came and saved her. She pleads for him not to kill it. Upon hearing this, Denji starts thinking, what should he do? And after a somewhat difficult decision, Denji tells the girl that they all three can run away if they want and he also had a friendship with a devil so he knows that not all devils are evil. The girl asks Denji if they can really run to which she says that they totally can. However, as the girl claps Denji's hand and they all start laughing, the girl's face starts deforming slightly. All of a sudden, Denji finds himself getting lifted up and looks to find out that it's the devil's actual form, which had transformed into a terrifying worm like devil. Shocked, Denji wonders what the hell had just happened, and the devil tells him that he will show him something cool before he dies, and that instead of a worm, he's actually the muscle demon. He proceeds to manipulate Denji's arm, he says that it can control muscles and taunts him even more with the girl's mouth, saying how he will mess with the little girl. He begins messing with the girl's face while Mahino cackle throughout his entire attack. However, Denji lets out a little giggle, and then rips his kill switch with his mouth, almost instantly decimating the muscle demon with his chainsaws. Denji yells at the devil that now he won't have a problem killing a low life like him, and while the devil screams in agony, Denji finishes him off once and for all by cutting the muscle devil into multiple pieces. From a distance, we see the girl eating her udon, and saying out loud that Denji sure is a useful dog. Coming out of the woods tired while carrying the girl on his back, Denji responds with a woof before falling and collapsing. The girl catches him once again though and asks him if he's okay. Denji thinks to himself that she smells good and apologizes to her for falling as he accidentally ended up cutting himself with the chainsaws and because of that he continued to lose blood until he fell. She asks Denji how did his body even end up like this to which he responds that his pet devil Pochita had become his heart. As he continues explaining his disbelief in being alive, the girl tells him that historically speaking his condition is extremely rare. It's so rare that it hasn't even been given a name nor confirmed, but she still says that she believes him because she has an especially good nose which is able to tell that his best friend is still alive inside of him and that his body also has two scents, one of a human and one of a devil. As he hears this, Denji then blushes and his stomach starts to gurgle again reminding him that he wants to eat that udon. The girl then asks him if he can feed himself to which Denji responds by saying that he can. However, he stops midway and realizes that he cannot. As the girl feeds an overjoyed Denji, he responds to her in awe by literally barking like a puppy. She then looks at Denji somewhat in disbelief that he can actually enjoy a soggy udon as if he's really like a dog. Denji blushes a little and asks the girl what her name is, to which she responds that her name is Makima. Visibly taken back at the beauty of her name, Denji asks what kind of guy she's into. Makima thinks for a moment and answers, telling him that it's people just like him. Denji thinks to himself for a moment, somewhat confused, and then says, isn't that me? While Denji thinks back on what Makima had just said, he turns to her and goes to say that he likes her as well but then realises she isn't there. However, Makima calls him over and it is shown to him that she has taken him to the Devil Hunters Tokyo headquarters. It is explained through her that there are over 1000 Devil Hunters in Tokyo alone and that her bureau offers the best staff. But Denji only thinks of what she said earlier and starts imagining his future with her. Makima gives Denji a uniform, telling him that they normally work in one, and after he changes, she would introduce him to his colleague. After getting changed, Makima introduces him to Aki Hayakawa, saying that starting today, they are both partners. Denji starts to complain, hinting that he wants to work with Makima, but before he can say any more, Aki drags him off. While this happens though, Makima walks up and tells him that if he does well, then they will be able to work together. While patrolling the streets, Aki tells Denji to follow him for a moment. Once making it to the end of an alleyway, Aki beats him up, punching him in the face and kneeing him in the stomach. Afterwards, while lighting a smoke, he tells him to quit the devil hunter's bureau. He explains that people who became devil hunters for weak reasons are the first to die, saying that only the devil hunters still alive that he's worked with are the ones with conviction. He instantly guesses correctly that Denji only became a devil hunter as he is interested in Makima. As he finishes his smoke, Aki throws it onto Denji's chest and then proceeds to spit on it to put it out. He then turns and says that he will tell Makima that Denji got scared and fearfully run away. However. Denji instead hits him between their legs, taking him by surprise. As he hits Aki, he explains that today was the first day he felt like a human, and that it was the first time someone had treated him to a meal in his entire life. He tells him that if being a devil hunter for those reasons is shallow, then he'll die to keep things the way they are right now. Aki stands up and fights back, tackling Denji and continuing to punch him, but as he threw another punch, he was once again hit between the legs. Enraged, Denji screams at him, asking if it's because he also likes her. Though, Aki was unable to reply and collapses onto the floor, stating that he really did only aim for the balls. Returning to the headquarters, Denji says that Aki got attacked by a testicle devil, but Aki reveals that that was a lie. Makima asks them if they'll get along, with both of them giving differing answers, but Makima decides to put them in Aki's experimental squad either way. Aki tries to say that he doesn't need another weirdo as his team is already filled with them, but Makima tells him that his squad was meant to be experimental, which leaves Aki confused, wondering what Denji is. Maki then explains that Denji can turn into a devil, and stunned, Aki says that cases like them are just myths. But she says that he is a special type and if he should ever run or quit, then he will be put down as a devil. Not understanding the situation completely still, Denji asks what she means and Makima tells him that it means that they will all be working together until death do them part. After leaving with Aki, Denji asks if Makima is a good or a bad person and hearing this Aki tells him to be grateful that at least he is still alive but as he still insists on this question, Aki tells him that she definitely is a good person as he owes her his life. As he says this, Denji remembers how she hugged him, then cheekily remarks on the melons that she carries around with her, which Aki instantly perks up at. Later on, Denji and Aki start to live together and the dream of the legendary bread slice was completed. But Aki gets annoyed after seeing the mess that Denji leaves around the house and the amount of times that he had to use the bathroom, pushing him almost to the breaking point. Before erupting though, Aki receives a call as there is an appearance of a fiend in the East Nomida residence. After arriving at the location, they head towards the room with a fiend. While heading there, Denji asks what a fiend is, and Aki explains that a fiend is a devil that has taken over a deceased body of a person and are easily identified by their heads. As they see it, he explains more that fiends take on the hosting devil's personality. Aki commands Denji to kill the fiend and show his devil power to prove himself. However, Denji decapitates and kills the devil with a simple garden axe before Aki finished his sentence. He goes on to say to a confused Aki that if he used his power it would be a little overboard and he wanted to give a painless death to the fiend. Aki gets angry and explains that fiends may be half devils but they are still devils and he shouldn't sympathize with them as they don't have feelings like humans. Intensely, Aki tells him that a devil killed his entire family right before his eyes. And Those cops downstairs are his mates and they risk their lives every single day for their wives and children. Everyone around them is serious but Denji is not. Aki says that he wants to kill devils in the most suffering way possible and questions Denji's morals when it comes to befriending devils, to which Denji says that if there are any devils that could be his friends, then he'll take them as he never had any before. However, not impressed at his answer, Aki tells him that he will remember that before leaving the room. As Denji looked down, he saw some of those melon magazines and he then reveals that in reality he didn't want to use his chainsaws as they will spray blood all over these collectible mangai. He then thinks to himself that he can now shower, eat tasty food, and see a lovely lady almost every day as well. He has everything he ever wanted already but feels like something is missing. He notes that Aki's goal is revenge or something, then curiously wonders if Makima has a dream of hers as well. And while thinking of her, he comments that he wants to touch some of her melons. Denji then realises what he thought to be impossible is now possible with his current life. While he thinks back on what Aki said, Denji believes that now he has found a serious dream and that is to touch some of those beautiful melons. Now over at the headquarters, Aki tells the delirious Denji to watch his mouth before Makima informs him that she is pairing him up with a new partner. While dwelling over this thought, Makima explains to him that they pair their agents up with new partners for small-scale missions and patrols. Once her friend does arrive though, Makima goes to leave and warns him that she is a fiend. Power then makes her entrance, telling all of the humans to cower before her as she is called Power. Denji starts to wonder if fiends can be devil hunters, but as he sees her chest, he quickly accepts it and greets her as he gets excited to work with her. Walking through the streets we find Denji and Power are patrolling, however, Pao is having a crisis and screaming out that she is thirsting for blood. She smacks Denji on the head and tells her to let her kill something. Denji ignores her and instead goes on about how his issue is how he is going to touch some of those melons. He then recalls what Makima had told him, that since Power is a fiend, her horns will attract attention, so the must Patrol places with little traffic, and if they run into other devil hunters or policemen to show his public safety badge to them. As Denji thinks about his safety badge, he remembers Makima's speech to him and Power on how the fourth section is an experimental squad and if it doesn't produce results, their powers might break it up, which would then result in their deaths. As they couldn't find any devils, Power boasts it must be because of how fearsome of a devil she used to be and how devils run from her scent. Denji then realises that they can't produce results that way and blames Aki for setting him up with Power. All of a sudden, Power suddenly snaps forward at the smell of blood and starts running, excited for a fight. She jumps from the building and creates a hammer with the blood coming from her wrist. Below her, a fellow devil hunter is seen in a call telling the headquarters that the scene is locked down and the civilians have been evacuated. Power suddenly flies down and crushes the sea cucumber devil, sending its remaining pieces flying in every direction. As she stands up, she starts laughing and screaming for people to gaze upon her glory. Later on, as Makima arrives on the scene, she explains to them that it is an obstruction of justice when a public safety devil hunter kills a devil that a civilian devil hunter had already engaged with. She scolds Power and Denji, telling Power that she needs to think before she acts and Denji needs to control her more. Makima mentions that Power may not be suitable to be a devil hunter as she gets excited too easily. Hearing that, Power gets scared and says that Denji told her to kill the devil. Denji and Power then start arguing with Power continuing to blame him and Denji stating that she is a liar. Makima then tells them to be quiet and Power instantly freezes, with Denji catching on slowly after. After getting their attention. Makima says that she doesn't care who was at fault, but she just wants to see big things from them. Later on, Power sees a cat and tells Denji that she can only get along with them. She hates humans off instinct because she used to be a devil, but she also explains that she hates devils because they kidnapped her pet cat, Miaoui. She continues explaining that Makima caught her before she managed to save her cat and that it may have already been killed but she would still do anything to get her cat back. She believes that Denji can't comprehend the feeling she has towards her friend. However, Denji states he doesn't care about cats, but mentions that he will do anything to touch some voluptuous melons. After Power hears this, she asks Denji, hypothetically, that if he retrieved miao from the devil for her, she would let him touch her melons. Initially surprised at the idea, Denji immediately changes his attitude towards her and gets angry at the devil that he had kidnapped a poor and innocent Kizzy. He states that it is unforgivable and as a devil hunter, he will not allow it to continue and because of this, he will murder that damn devil. After receiving approval from the HQ for day leave, it's revealed that power can't go out on her own and instead always needs a partner. Power says that she knows where they could find the devil, but only Denji would be able to fight him, because if the devil sees her, it would immediately use her pet as a shield. Hearing this, Denji mentions to Power that he used to have a pet devil, and that he now lives inside of him. But Power finds that idea foolish and says that it just means Pochita is dead and saying he lives inside your heart is just a pathetic attempt at consolation. While the two of them sit there, Denji thinks that there is no way that either of them are ever going to get along. Meanwhile, Makima meets with the higher ups who inform her of the rumours of the other nations using devils for military purposes and hope that devils remain the only enemy for Japan in the future. They ask her about her dog squad and she mentions that she has a promising one and an interesting one that she picked out recently. Before she leaves though, she is reminded by them that she must not get attached as her job is just to train the dogs and use them. Back in the car, Aki asks Makima why she is so interested in Denji, and she explains the devils are born with a name and the more scary the mental image you have of it, the more powerful they become or the more powerful they are. A coffee devil would be weak as it doesn't have a scary connotation. but a car devil instead would be strong as the image of getting run over and dying terrifies people. She reveals that Denji can turn into the chainsaw devil. Aki believes that that is interesting but nothing more and explains that he doesn't have a strong enough conviction. Instead, he just wants to live through life idly. Plus, on top of that, he thinks he can get along with devils pretty much stating, in Aki's eyes, that he isn't fit for public safety. Elsewhere, Power and Denji arrive at a distant house on a small hill. As they get closer to the house, Denji brings up how she must hide from the Bat Devil and Power, not completely paying attention, slips up, asking him if that was the setting in a confused manner. Because of this, Denji realized that something was not quite right and attempts to hit Power with his axe, while Power created a blood hammer. However. Denji isn't fast enough and Power manages to avoid his attack and then hits him on the head knocking him unconscious. Power then drags Denji inside the house, explaining to the devil inside that it took her a while to get outside as she couldn't move freely. She then gives Denji to the Bat Devil as per their agreement. The Bat Devil takes Denji, lifting him up and showing the now awake Denji his missing arm, stating that humans injured him and made him hide but now he will use this human's blood to heal. He then squeezes Denji like a towel and drinks his blood, regenerating his right hand. But once he drops Denji, he complains of how bad the taste of his blood was and that he now needs to eat another human to get rid of this bad taste. Inside of the house, Power tells Denji that humans really are foolish for believing her story. Outside of the house now and on the roof, the devil smells the medicine, cigarettes and makeup on humans and decides to go and eat children as they smell the nicest, which is freaking weird man. Inside of the house below him though, Power reminds the devil of the deal and requests Miaoie back, but sadly as punishment for bringing disgusting blood, the bat devil grabs Miaoie and places him onto his mouth, deciding to swallow him. As the Bat Devil swallows Miaoie, Power falls into a flashback and remembers how she met Miaoie and named the cat. When she found it, it looked skinny but still tasty, so Power decided to fatten it up before she ate it and gave her cow milk to grow nice and big. In time, Maui and Power started to get attached to each other, making Power feel strange as she otherwise had killed everything that she had met. While lying there on the roof of a random house, sadly, the injured Bat Devil then appeared and took Meow. He told Power to bring him blood, or else he would kill Meowi. Seeing Meowi eaten, Power turns to Denji and tells him that she now knows how awful it feels not being able to pat your pet, as he can't pet Bochita anymore. The Bat Devil then picks her up and throws her into his mouth, swallowing her as well. As he notes her disgusting taste, he decides to go and eat some children to rinse out his mouth. While the devil flies towards the city, with the thought that he will be eating, he notices that Denji is clinging onto his leg and drinking his blood and telling him to give him his melons back. The bat devil once again crushes Denji's body in his palm, but this time, Denji manages to tear the kill switch on his chest. In this moment, Denji recalls how he lost Pochita in the past and they thought that he may have been eaten by a devil, but once he had found him, he was relieved and fell asleep right on the spot. As the crushed Denji hangs there in the hand of the bat, he wonders more about how power felt the night Miaoie was taken by the devil and as his thoughts continue to race his chainsaws start protruding from his forehead as he turns into the demonic force of the chainsaw devil and starts cutting into the devil's arm that had literally just healed. Denji chases the bat devil through the air slashing at him completely decapitating the devil's right wing which sends the two of them crashing through a building. As Denji begins to get up inside of the destroyed building, he notices a young female bystander and yells at her to run away before she gets eaten. After the girl runs away, an angered bat devil asks why Denji would let a human get away when he is also a devil. However, not answering this question, and after standing up, Denji immediately sends himself flying through the room while replying that it was so he could split his belly and touch those melons. He slams and punches the Devil's face, launching it through a brick wall and out into the middle of a busy street. As Denji follows him outside, the Bat Devil asks aloud if he could cut through this, then proceeds to throw a nearby car at Denji. As the car flies towards the chainsaw man, he stands still, not knowing how to stop the heavy vehicle. Suddenly though, as he goes to stop the car with his chainsaws, he discovers that he is able to retract the chainsaws on his arm and because of this he successfully catches the car. As the devil admires Denji's strength, he asks aloud, why would you use that strength to save humans? But Denji replies that he couldn't care less about some guy's stupid life and immediately throws the car back at the Bat Devil, slamming it into his face causing the entire rear of the car to explode. The Bat Devil though, instantly in retaliation after being hit, uses a sonar-like ability that seemingly mangles Denji's body and destroys the surrounding buildings behind him. As the rubble falls, the Bat Devil picks up the helpless driver of one of the previous vehicles in an attempt to eat and devour him. However, the dust cloud suddenly gets blown away, revealing the mangled body of the chainsaw man twisting and whipping back together. As Denji takes out his chainsaws once more, he screams in rage that still, even now after being patient, he still hasn't even touched a singular melon, not even once. Seeing the rage seeping out of Denji, the bat devil yells at him to stay away. However, as he tries to swing at Denji, the devil gets completely outclassed, having his head, arm and stomach all cut open or off in an instant, leaving the bat to fall to the ground completely and utterly dead. Inside of the Bat Devil, during a flashback, Power recalls how she was living freely with Miaoi, and eating animals like cows or bears. But then it all changed when the Bat Devil showed up and stole Miaoi. He told her to bring him a human if she wants the cat to live. Flashing forward, initially while running, Power thought that all lives are trivial. It was merely a cat, but then she wondered, why am I running? Why am I even searching for a human to save Miao?i She then trips and slams onto the concrete road, causing her to think that it was just a foolish reason. She sits up and realises that she loves blood, the taste, the smell, feeling death, and then for the first time, recalls. She loves the warmth of the blood and Miao'i. In reality, with tears in her eyes, Power then awakens to see Miao'i who along with Power has been freed from inside of the Bat-Devil's guts by a now untransformed Denji. Confused and half awake, she then asks Denji why he saved her even after she tried to kill him. However, a mute Denji only responds by doing his famous chest point and melon squeeze hint, at which she remarks that that is a foolish reason, but as she apologizes for deceiving him, she still states that she will allow him to touch her chest since Mioi had survived. As Denji tries to unfreeze his brain, he realises what she had just said and starts celebrating but within a second of his fist bumping, his arm is suddenly cut off leaving Denji to scream in pain as a horrid leech devil picks up his severed hand in front of him. Denji asks if power can move but she cannot, she tells him to take Miaoui and run. Hearing this though, Denji decides to fight the devil. He rips on his kill switch, but as his body begins to transform, the sword becomes half stuck in his head and it is revealed through him that this state is due to a lack of blood. The leech devil is angry that Denji had killed her boyfriend, the bat devil. But upon taking a closer look at him, she sees that Denji is cute and therefore will allow him to live, but will still kill Power and Meowie. As he hears this though, Denji spits the blood from his mouth and prepares to fight the leech devil. He jumps into the sky still one handed and swings the stump towards the face of the devil. Immediately though, the leech devil slices Denji multiple times, leaving Power stunned at how he is actually fighting a devil in this state, just to touch some melons. Denji manages to block a blow and punch the leech in its face. However, he gets thrown to the floor straight afterwards, which prompts the leech to question whether the bat devil had really been beaten by such a weak person. The leech devil says that the bat and her had dreamed of eating humans together, admitting that it is an impossible but sublime and beautiful dream. He continues saying that it is a shame that a cute face like this is going to die. As he walks forward though, Denji responds confidently that he will not die before he cops a feel. To which, the leech devil responds that that is a stupid idea and that he won't die to someone with such a sleazy desire. This leads to Denji getting angry as he thinks about how everyone thinks his reasonings are foolish and in an attempt to do damage, he lunges at the devil, slicing his face partly with his chainsaw. Thinking that everyone looks down on him for the stuff he does, he challenges the leech to a dream battle. He tells him that if he rips him apart, then that makes his dream worth less than touching some melons. The leech devil accepts this challenge, and the both of them go to attack, with the devil telling him to beat him if he can. Denji tries to get in close, and has his other remaining arm broken. Still though, he persists. He just barely manages to evade a strike to the face before he leaps into the sky and sinks the small section of his chainsaw he has out into the skull of the leech devil. However as he rips the blade out, it is revealed that the leech devil had stabbed Denji through the torso. He goes on to lift the young hunter up to swallow him while thanking him for the meal, when suddenly Aki Hayakawa shows up using his fingers to summon his utterly insane yet eye-catching and goddamn dope fox devil which bites the leech's head capturing it. Then on Aki's orders he eats it and devours it killing the devil. The other newbies of the 4th squad also arrive with Aki and were then ordered to aid and evacuate the survivors whilst Hamino a senior to Aki is tasked to keep watch for other devils. As Denji is picked up by Aki he is told that him and Power are to be taken for a debriefing whilst Miaoui is to be taken to a veterinarian hospital for a full checkup. Denji wakes up in a hospital bed and sees Aki peeling an apple. He tells him that they found his arm and that it reattached itself when he got a blood transfusion. Also commenting that Denji is really like a devil. Denji responds to this by telling him that he was talking with a devil himself. Though Aki explains that this is how devil hunters fight, by making contracts with devils. Aki states that he has a contract with a fox devil. He exchanges a part of his body for the fox's power. This time he let the fox feed on part of its skin for killing the leech devil. Aki says that devils always desire the death of humans and the same goes for fiends. Denji responds though by stating that power is a good fiend. Aki catches Denji in a lie and states that they caught Power and Denji leaving the patrol area and that they also found Denji's blood and what they presume to be the Bat-Devil's hiding place. He asks him why he still sympathizes even after she tried to kill him. During the mini-battle over the apple slices, Aki tells Denji that if he further investigated the incident he would get Denji and Power put down. But since there were no casualties, Aki states that he would overlook the entire incident on one condition, that Denji obeys Aki's commands from now on. He continues telling him that he's a dumb kid with no morals and that he's been doing this for much longer than he has, so he'd like to think that he stands for some sort of social justice. So just do as he says and Denji will be able to protect the standard of life that he currently has now. After a short pause, Denji agrees to this, telling him not to worry as he doesn't have any grand goal, but he will take things just as seriously as Aki does so he can count on him big time. Aki then bows and leaves the room, asking Denji to learn to speak with some kind of respect, to which Denji says that he will consider. Outside of the room, Power stands there in handcuffs with Hamino by her side. Power states that she is innocent and demands to be let go. Not sure if this is the right thing to do, Hamino asks if it is a wise idea to free her since if she kills anyone it would be on Aki. But as Hayakawa frees her, he says that they are devil hunters and should make use of all the tools at their disposal. Though he enforces that enemies are enemies and they are only using them with no intention whatsoever of ever being friendly with one. Later on, as time flies forward, Power is seen entering Aki and Denji's apartment, noting the cramped place that they have. Stunned, Aki calls Makima asking why, and she responds by saying that she trusts him more than anyone, causing Aki to blush and agree. Makima tells him that Power said she would be good, so it will be fine, however, instantly after the call ends, Power is seen to be visibly disgusted by the vegetables in her food. Because of this, she throws them across the room and both Denji and Aki shout at her for throwing the vegetables away, telling her that it is extremely disrespectful for, telling her that it is extremely disrespectful to the farmers who grew them. After eating, Power states that she's the type who seldom bathes and seldom flushes turds. She laughs at them for being so sensitive, wondering what the big deal even is. Later in the day, we find an angered Denji who has to clean the toilet himself due to Power. Power then enters the toilet and tells the angry Denji that she will now allow him to touch her chest as they had a deal and she intends to honour it. As Denji looks down on Power who is sitting atop the toilet, she asks him what is he waiting for and to touch away which causes Denji to have a complete and utter change in emotions calling Power an angel. While Denji shakes, Power tells Denji that he gets three squeezes: one for saving Miaui, one for killing the bat, and third for protecting her from Top Knot. She reveals that originally she wouldn't have allowed him to touch her melons, but because of what had just happened, she has changed her mind and in an effort to repay his efforts. Denji makes his first squeeze which makes Power blush but weirdly Denji feels that something just isn't right and he sees something fall onto the ground below her. Power picks them up and explains that those are her melon pads which make her overall chest size larger. Denji is a bit shocked at the idea but proceeds either way with his second and then final squeeze. And as Power celebrates that it is over, Denji is left standing there speechless. He thinks to himself that he has so many things he wants to say. But overall, it all just fell flat. Being square now, Power tells Denji that he is lucky to touch something so nice and that she looks forward to working with him in the future. However, she continues saying that she no longer needs to be a devil hunter as Miaoui is safe. But as she can't escape Makima, she will do him a favour and help him with his jobs. Once she leaves for bed, Denji stands there feeling disappointed and empty. Later on, he does paperwork with Makima who notices that something is wrong with him. He reveals to her that he finally accomplished a dream of his that he had been chasing for a long time. But once he finally had it in his hands, it just felt disappointing. Denji now wonders if it will feel disappointing too for other dreams he will accomplish and if he will be happier chasing dreams instead of achieving them. Makima asks directly what he is talking about, and Denji reveals that the first set of melons he ever touched turned out to be no big deal, which had fallen completely flat of his expectations. For a moment, Makima looks at him, then she takes his hand and explains that she believes naughty things feel better the more you know your partner. As she explains this, she touches his hand saying, it's difficult to understand another's heart." So first, take your time studying her hands, her fingers. She grabs his hand and places it on her ear, continuing and saying, how are her ears shaped? As she bites his finger, she asks if he had ever had it bitten before. She then tells him to memorise just how it feels. Know it so well that even if you lost your sight, you would recognise her by bite. She then grabs his hand and places it on her melon which makes Denji blush and fall back in his chair crashing to the floor. Makima gets close to him, so close that they almost make contact and she asks him for a favour. Makima sits back in Denji's chair and asks him to defeat the gun devil. While a confused Denji stands there, she explains that the gun devil appeared 13 years ago and his location is currently unknown. He is a powerful devil that all the devil hunters are anxious to kill. But she believes Denji is special and would be able to do it. Makima then tells Denji that if he kills the gun devil then she will grant him any one wish whatever it be that he desires. Denji sitting there on the floor completely shocked by Makima's offer to grant him any wish. Stunned, he insists to make sure she isn't tripping when Makima cuts him off telling Denji that the devil is so strong and evil that it is okay to offer him a completely blank check. She continues on explaining that 13 years ago, the world was different as they tried to use guns to counter devils. However, due to an excess use of guns and firearms, both in devil hunting and in the wider world with robberies and murder, fear over weapons began to build. And on the day of a major terrorist incident in the USA, the gun devil suddenly appeared. As we flow 13 years back in time to a flashback with a young boy who's reading with his parents, we find his older brother standing there in the doorway asking to play catch with their father in the snow. But he tells him that his younger brother isn't feeling well and will have to do something by himself, which aggravates the young boy as he says that his father always says that. They begin to argue but Tayo, the younger brother, says that he would like to play with his older brother. As they step outside, their parents tell them to come back if they get cold. And once out, the older brother demands that Tayo stop following him as he is annoying. However, as he goes to throw a snowball at his brother, Tayo launches one at him first and hits him square in the face. Afterwards, he notes how cold his hands are and his brother tells him to go grab his gloves from inside the house so that they don't get colder. The younger brother runs off happily towards the house and as Tayo re-enters, sadly and seemingly in an instant both he and the building are obliterated by the gun devil's blast. It is explained that on November the 18th 1984 at 10am the gun devil hit Japan for 26 seconds and completely obliterated a total of 57,912 men, women and children. Elsewhere throughout the world, the death was unparalleled, with the US alone having over 500,000 deaths and China another 300,000. When the total numbers were finally calculated, it was revealed that in about 5 minutes the gun devil had almost killed 1.2 million people around the globe, then completely disappeared and has never been seen since. Back in the present? Makima explains that the gun devil has been missing since, leading to a banning on all firearms globally, as well as an increase in the power of all devils due to the heightened climate of fear. Trying to take all this news in, Denji admits he struggled to follow along to Makima's story, and that the devil sounds too strong to even comprehend, but even so, he still confidently declares that he will beat the gun devil if he tries super duper hard. Denji then asks her how exactly he is going to find this thing, to which Makima shows him that small chunks of the gun devil's body were left as residue after its attack, as it moved so fast that its body burned parts off. She says that when any devil eats these pieces, their powers are enhanced, but if you put these pieces together, they begin attaching. Apparently, the gun devil is so strong that when the pieces of its flesh combine to a certain size, they'll try to return to its body and regenerate. So pretty much, if they just continue to chunk more bits together, they'll eventually be able to locate the gun devil. We then skip over to Aki and Hamino who are recovering a piece of the gun devil that had been eaten by a small fry devil. As the two chat about the meaning of their mission, it is revealed that the older brother in the flashback was indeed Aki Hayakawa. Now on his next mission, Denji alongside several other hunters such as Power, Aki and Hamino are instructed to hunt a powerful devil who had already killed many civilian devil hunters that had attempted to exterminate it. Aki states that there has been movement from a gun devil piece so it is likely that a devil has ingested another part of it. The group approaches the hotel. Denji and Power begin verbally harassing Aki but are quietened when he offers them both a gum for their silence. Arai expresses a distrust over Denji and Power's presence, however Aki reassures him that they're merely there to aid in slaying the devil, and if either of them step out of line, they'll be killed. Power and Denji begin bickering, saying that the reason he's so annoyed must have been because of the prank that they played on him earlier in the day. Overhearing them, Aki explodes in anger, telling them that the prank went way too far. Surprised at his outburst, Hamino tells him that he can't be strict with him all the time, with Denji agreeing. So in order to ease the tension, she promises to give whomever kills the devil a kiss on the cheek. Araya is shocked that a young woman like Hamino would give herself away before marriage, and Denji also refuses her, claiming that he has already decided who his first kiss is going to be. First though, he is simply going to collect these meat chunks and then kill the gun devil. Aki responds intensely, wondering if he really could kill the gun devil, and Hamino says that that was pretty ballsy to say in front of Aki. Denji also brings up that naughty stuff feels best the more you know your partner, and he doesn't even know her name yet. Hamino playfully rebuffs him, promising him a French kiss if he kills the devil, to which Denji reacts excitedly, panting like a dog. Further in the hotel, their group moves through the corridors as Denji and Arai begin arguing. Arai manages to pin Denji to the wall in an attempt to stop him from reaching the devil first saying that he won't let some punk steal her lips. While this happens, Aki and Hamino discuss the other members of the team. Hamino says that Arai has a strong drive but lacks power, whereas Kobini is the opposite, She's timid but strong. Aki says the Blood fiend is also strong but it's possible she will still betray them. However, when it comes to Denji, he still doesn't know what his potential truly is. Hamino asks if he thinks that the newbies will be able to survive, but he instead just gives her a vague response about how they may end up dead or at the civilian sector soon enough. Hearing her question get dodged, Himino instead orders Aki not to die, which as we find instantly after in a flashback where the two first meet, it's revealed that Aki is Himino's sixth partner and all of her other ones had died because they were useless nobodies, but one of the first things she ever said to him was to not die. Back in the present, Hamino senses a nearby presence and tells Aki that it is approaching them. A room door then opens and a small demon made up of only a head, one hand and a foot runs out in front of them. The small fleshy creature leaps at Kabini but is locked in place by Hamino and the power of the ghost devil. Power then cheekily slices the creature in half saying that the damned devil throws in midair out of fear of her but Hamino explains that her power was actually the real reason. Similar to Aki, she gave her right eye in order to use the ghost devil's invisible right hand. Aki then confirms that the devil they just slayed wasn't the one, and the group continues upstairs. As they walk, Power playfully threatens them, saying they shouldn't blabber about their powers in front of her, but Hamino says it'll be easier to work as a team if they know each other's powers, plus she has a trump card either way. Power then points her blood blade at this scared girl, only for Hamino to cheerfully grab her throat with a ghost devil commanding the fiend to put the weapon away, which she does. As the group reaches the top of the stairs, Arai notices that despite moving towards the ninth floor, the sign shows them still being on the 8th. Running downstairs to check, Arai suddenly appears at the top of the staircase. The group tests the theory, with Aki moving through rooms and discovering that they are concurrent. The group concludes that they are trapped on the 8th floor somehow, and Aki breaks down the situation so that they all understand. No matter what they do, they cannot escape. Every single exit they try to use results with them ending back in the same location, which is likely due to the handiwork of a devil. Hearing this, Denji remarks that it's power's fault as he bets the devil she apparently killed trapped them there upon its death. However, Aki states that a devil's powers are undone when they die, so that would be impossible. As their group comes to the realization that they walked into a trap, Arai brings up how other devil hunters will come and rescue them after HQ doesn't hear back for a few hours. Because of this, Kabini begins to panic though and goes on about how she never wanted to join the devil hunters and would have rather gone to college instead. While confronting Kabini, Hamino notices a puzzled look on Aki's face. He notes that all the clocks in the room have stopped at 8.18, theorizing that the floor is trapped in time, making their rescue impossible. Everyone is left shocked by the news apart from Denji, who instead is delighted by the lack of time constraints choosing to take a nap. Arai berates him, but Denji shrugs it off and instead tells them to wake him when they figure it out. He then calmly falls asleep, much to the shock of the group. Hamino reawakens Denji and informs him that they are still stuck, While he was asleep, they found out that the power and water still works, but when it comes to food, they have an extremely limited supply. Aki has continued to hunt for the devil, Arai has grown restless and closed himself away in the covers, and Kabini was forcibly knocked out after attempting to drink water from the toilet. When it comes to the fiend, Himeno presumes power is equally unhinged. However, Denji notes that she always acts bizarrely. Whilst the trio guard the room for Orion Kobini, Himino explains that it's great to have an addiction as you'll need something in life to take the edge off. Denji notices the smoke she has and says it's the same brand that Aki smokes, to which Himino reveals that she gave him an appreciation for cigarettes. As we go into a flashback, we find a younger Aki and Himino discussing the reason he became a public safety devil hunter. Hamino guesses correctly that it's because of the gun devil and states that devil hunters don't live long anyway so it's not like smoking is going to kill you. Aki states though that he won't bite it so easily to which she replies that he better not as it's a hassle when her buddies die. As the pair walk outside Hamino is approached by a woman who suddenly slaps her. After the woman leaves Hamino discloses that she was her previous buddy's girlfriend. She says she has come to expect such abuse as a way for the grieving families to vent their frustration. However, not happy at this, Aki in retaliation sticks gum on the girl's clothes. As he tries to justify why, Himino bursts out laughing. Later on, at a nearby diner, Himino tells Aki that he reminds her of something her master always says. The devil hunters that the devils fear the most aren't the strongest or the brave. They are afraid of the ones with a few screws loose, and she thinks that he will live for a long while. Because of this, she manages to manipulate Aki into picking up a smoke which over time has become a symbol of their friendship. In the present, Aki returns asking Hamino if she has any smokes left, to which she states that this is her last one. As the two addicts share in the butt of a smoke, Denji pipes up saying that that was an indirect kiss, to which she is told to shut up. As Aki reveals that he has discovered the devil that they have been searching for, he reminds them of the devil Power had just killed. However now, rather than just a small human-esque shape it took before, it has multiplied into a large and imposing wall of flesh. Outside of the room, the devil mocks the group before offering them an extremely enticing contract. Let me eat the human named Denji, dead or alive, feed him to me and if they follow the contract rules, they will be returned unharmed. Suddenly, the door opens with Kabini walking out holding a knife and demanding that Denji lets the massive pile of flesh eat him. Aki and Himino immediately subdue Kabini, kicking the knife out of her hand and whacking her to the floor. Himino tells Aki to summon his fox but it is unsuccessful due to the severed link with the outside world. Himino uses her ghost to attack the devil which inflicts pain, however it grows in size with each attack, enveloping more of the hallway and grabbing at her. The devil says that it is no use as its weak point is not on the 8th floor and that this is actually the inside of its stomach, so making a contract with him is the only way to escape. Himino explains that a devil's contract is unbreakable meaning that if a devil did not fulfill its end deal, it would die. As such, allowing Denji to die would guarantee the other's safety. Hearing this, Arai votes that they let Denji be consumed. Aki refuses though. He argues that the devil likely has an ulterior motive behind specifically Denji's death, to which Hamino agrees as well. Power casually votes to kill Denji, only for Aki to explain that as a fiend, she is exempt from contracts and as such could be still killed by the devil. Power scoffs before cheerily asking an annoyed Denji if he wants to wrestle. The group wait in the corridor nearby the approaching wall of flesh, pondering the issue of starvation. Aki offers to use the sword. However, Hamina refuses his suggestion. As Arai returns to their room, he discovers Power has eaten all of their food. Even still, she attempts to blame Denji. Kabini then appears and, in a paranoid, delusional state, accuses Power of being the one trapping them. Azariah attempts to calm her down, she accuses him of siding with the fiend and working with the devils. He tries to deny her, but she still attacks him. Azariah begins to scream out of fear, the devil in the hallway suddenly grows lunging at the three still in the corridor. The devil chases them through the 8th floor, revealing that it grows in size based on fear and that he, the Eternity devil, will be the one to kill the chainsaw devil. Suddenly the rooms begin tilting as it forces everyone to the opening of its mouth, demanding they give him Denji's heart. As the Eternity Devil looms towards the group, Kabeni and Arai demand they feed Denji to it, but Aki instead insists that he'll use the sword to get them out. However, Hamino binds him, explaining that using such a weapon will massively shorten his lifespan. Arai and Kobani lunge at Denji, however, as the girl goes to stab him, Aki jumps in the way and blocks them getting stabbed instead. He explains that though he doesn't like Denji, he needs all the allies he can get to help him defeat the gun devil. And so, he's willing to sacrifice his own well-being in order to protect Denji. Shocked, Denji asks Power if she can stop the bleeding to which she does otherwise she won't have her human cook. Seeing Aki's injured state and a vision of her former partner's graves, Himino collapses not knowing what to do and suffering a complete breakdown. Kabini tries blaming Denji for the situation they are currently in and frustrated as well, Denji accepts his fate of being eaten, but informs the group he doesn't plan on going down without a fight and if he kills the devil, he still wants his kiss. They wonder if he has a strategy, but Denji, having noticed the devil screaming in pain as Hamino attacked it earlier, realises that though the creature is invulnerable, it still feels pain. Therefore, Denji plans to injure the creature to the point of literally making it kill itself. The entire group is left shocked by his devilish way of thinking, but as he leaps into the mouth of the devil, tearing his kill switch, Denji comments on Aki's full and remarks that if they escape because of this, then both of them are now even. With a smile on his face, Denji drops into the sinkhole of flesh, and for a brief moment, the devil fully swallows Denji, making it seem as though he simply died. Before he shatters the teeth, holding him inside its mouth, then exploding from the face of the Eternity Devil in his complete chainsaw form. He begins slicing into the devil He begins slicing into the devil And as the others look on in horror at his transformation The devil manages to break one of Denji's arms But he immediately rips his kill switch again Restarting the chainsaws and tearing into more of the devil From above, Power comments on the danger that Denji is currently in Because he is losing blood fast His time in the chainsaw form is reduced However, with even the devil screaming at him Saying he was weaker than he once was Denji still doesn't slow down The Eternity Devil continues biting into Denji, resulting in Denji losing enough blood to retract his chainsaw arms. The devil begins laughing, telling him to die, until it is interrupted by Denji biting it back and regaining his chainsaws. While fighting the devil, Denji tells it that even blood as gross as sewer water would taste like strawberry jam if he drank it while looking at him. As Hermeno looks on, she has a flashback with an old man in a graveyard. In it, the man comments on how the best devil hunters are those with a few screws loose, and the reason her past buddies have died was because all of them were too sane, feeding the devils through their fear. The old man warns Hamino of Aki's genuine intention to defeat the gun devil, and as he goes to leave, he recommends she train him as quickly as possible for such an eventual fight against the gun devil. This entire thought though left Hamino troubled as she didn't want to lose Aki, so she later offers him a relaxed position in the civilian sector, but he flat out refused her, saying that he'll drink with her whenever she wants, but he'll never go to the civilian sector. Himino pinches a smoke of him, and while sitting there, sadly comes to the realisation that the gun devil would certainly kill Aki, not because they are unable to beat it, but because Aki is cool, serious, and kind. He's normal, like everyone else. But just as she goes to finish her sentence, she has a moment of hesitation. In the present, she's looking down on Denji who continues to tear into the Eternity Devil. Moments later though, he collapses of exhaustion which causes the Devil to begin celebrating. However, Himino uses the Ghost Devil to pull Denji's cord, reawakening him. Denji suddenly realises that by drinking the blood of the Eternity Devil, he can quickly recover his wounds and stamina, meaning he can continue attacking indefinitely, which causes Hamino to truly think that Denji is damn crazy and might actually be able to kill the Gun Devil. Three entire days later, now exhausted and weak, Hamino climbs into bed next to Aki and asks him to go drinking, but first she's going to take a nap as it is finally over. As Aki lays there, thinking that it's over, below them, the Eternity Devil lays in tattered pieces. It reveals its core to Denji, begging him to hurry up and kill it so its suffering can end. Denji obliges, commenting, what, it's already over, before slashing the devil in half, which dies with a smile on its face, finally relieved from its pain. Later on, the group emerges from the hotel, with Denji bloodied and weary. He is super happy to have recovered a piece of the gun devil but immediately afterwards collapses from exhaustion. Himeno catches him saying that her and Aki will take him to the hospital, then asking Arai and Kabini to report the events of the incident to Makima. Sometime later, she suggests the group all go drinking as they had stated earlier in the hotel. However, Aki reveals Kabini and Arai are quitting the bureau and suggests that the recent experience was too traumatic for them. Hamino argues though that it may be instead due to their guilt over attacking Denshi and not because they are scared of devils. Aki brings up that even Hamino though tried to kill Denshi. So eventually they agree to drink sometime later in the week on the prerequisite that they could apologize to Denji and because Makima is leaving on a work trip the week after. As they stand there smoking, Himeno asks about Makima's fascination with Denshi, saying that she normally travels all over the place but lately she's been hanging around Denshi and wonders if it's because she knows his secret. But Aki remains silent. She then changes the subject slightly, asking if they should get her drunk and try to get the real answer out of her. At the restaurant, we find the 4th Division all chatting happily. One of the guys tells Denji to order more food, but he is left frustrated as he can't read the menu due to his illiteracy. When suddenly, he's reminded of Himino's promise to a French kiss. Himino tells him she'll do it when she's more intoxicated, saying she feels too sober. She goes on to say that she will make it an intense one for him, so please forgive the team for trying to kill him during their mission. Excited, Denji happily forgives the others for trying to kill him. The group go around the table, introducing themselves. Most are shocked to hear Denji's young age of only 16, and Arai introduces himself as well as a 22 year old male who is contracted with the Fox Devil. Aki explains that the Fox Devil is friendly with humans, and a lot of devil hunters have contracts with it. Fushi, an older hunter, casually reveals that his partner had died the day before, frightening the other young hunters, who ask if recruits die that easily. They are told that they get all the devils that their civilian hunters couldn't handle, so people in their line of work often drop like flies. Himino, now more drunk, makes flirtatious comments towards Denji, and he suddenly grows more excited when he learns that Himino often starts kissing people when drunk. Suddenly, Makima arrives, Denji immediately grows flustered and uncertain as to whether he wants to kiss Hamino or try and wait for Makima. Denji begins to panic, desperately wanting to kiss Hamino whilst not wanting to kiss her in front of Makima. He tries to drive the conversation in a different way, saying he found one of the gun pieces. Aki interrupts wondering why devils with gun pieces are appearing this frequently, and simply why the Eternity Devil targeted Denji. He questions Makima about her interests in Denji. however, after finishing her first glass, she coolly tells him that she'll tell them if they can drink it out of her. Everyone continues drinking until most have passed out or left, only Makima seems completely unaffected by the alcohol, asking for more instead. Over the other side of the room, Power begins boasting about her high IQ but after she realizes that it's a pretty normal one, she continuously lies and increases its height in an effort to match the ever-increasing smartness in the room. Suddenly, Hamino grabs Denji from behind and kisses him deeply. Denji is concerned by Makima watching, but begins to focus on the warmth in his mouth. He at first assumes it's Hamino's tongue, before moving back and realizing she had vomited in his mouth. The table all react differently, with Power worriedly stating that Denji's childhood malnourishments means he would swallow anything for the nutrients. Instantly, just as she predicted, Denji swallows the vomit. A flashback shows Denji and Pachita rummaging for food through a dumpster. They see a group of rats feasting on a pile of vomit to which Denji mocks them, not believing any creature could stoop that low. Cutting back to the restaurant, Arai comforts Denji in a toilet cubicle as Denji vomits into a bowl. Noting the upset look on his face, he says that Himino needs more self-control. While he helps him, Arai tells him how jealous he is of his devil hunting abilities. Annoyed though, Denji points out that he still has vomit in his mouth from his first kiss, questioning what exactly he's jealous of, causing a riot to chuckle. Later on, the group will leave the restaurant. Makima asks where Denji is, and Fushi states that he left with Hamino on his back. Moments later, in another location, Denji awakens in a bed asking for water. A still intoxicated Hamino appears and kisses him again, revealing that they are in her apartment She complains to him, asking what he and Aki see in Makima and calls her a bitch as she lies down next to Denji. She leans in and asks him whether he wants to do it with her. Denji agrees to have that seki time with Hamino and she starts undressing him. However, as she begins to take off his pants, she stops when she finds a dirty lollipop in his pocket. During the time back at the restaurant, while Denshi was in a demotivated mood after the vomit kiss, Makima took him outside for some fresh air and buys him various medicines to help with his sickly feeling. Upset, Denshi comments on how poor his first kiss was, expressing a worry that all future kisses will remind him of the taste of bath. Makima sucking on a cold lollipop though, offers it to him, telling him he probably won't be able to forget the taste of vomit for the rest of his life, but not to worry, as he is going to experience all kinds of tastes from now on until he dies, for starters, this will be his first indirect kiss, and that is the taste of a cola flavoured chubba chub. Back in the present, Denshi holds the lollipop, staring at it, while Hamino has passed out behind him. Denji apologizes to Pachita having refused to sleep with Himino, stating that he wants to wait for Miss Makima to be his first. So until he kills the gun devil, he will wait. Himino wakes him in the morning and cheerily offers him breakfast. Now out on the balcony, Himino tells him she doesn't remember anything from the previous night and asks if she forced herself on him. Denji informs her he refused her advances as he's saving himself for Mahima, and she expresses her relief as she didn't want to get arrested for sleeping with a minor. She asks whether Denji is serious about liking Mahima despite her poor personality. Denji reaffirms this by stating that he likes crap, and Hamino happily offers to help the two get together. The two agree upon a top-secret alliance, whereby she will aid him in return for him helping her get with Aki. Denji curiously asks what she likes about Aki, to which she says that it's his looks, and because of this, a very sly-looking Denji says that he's in on the alliance. Happy, Himino tells Denji that they are now friends rather than co-workers, and invites him, Aki, and Power to visit any time. Meanwhile, Makima and another devil hunter sit on a train 30 minutes outside of Kyoto. The two of them talk about the food they will buy when they arrive at the station. Afterwards, as Makima thinks of the night before, a group of passengers all around them suddenly begin opening bags and pulling out guns, then proceeding to shoot the two hunters until they are obviously dead. One of the assassins then speaks, repeating, this is C-Team, this is C-Team, commence operation. While in a ramen shop, Denji, Himeno, Aki and Power all eat. Meanwhile various 4th division agents from the previous night's drinking attend to their duties in various locations throughout the city. As they do, all the civilians around them pull out guns and gunshots are heard ringing out. The group inside the ramen shop hears the gunshots but they assume that they are merely drumbeats. A stranger on the table next to them then speaks up, insulting the quality of the ramen. Denji and Power are both offended by this, and the man comments on the pair's unrefined palate, remarking that those who do not eat much in their youth gain a poor sense of taste. Sensing something wrong, Aki asks to leave. The man continues though, discussing his beloved grandfather, whom would often spoil him. He then reveals his grandfather to be the old man who was possessed by the zombie devil. He accuses Denji of the old man's death before stating, ''The gun devil wants your heart.'' He pulls out a gun and shoots Denji in the head before shooting Hamino in the chest and Aki in the arm. Before he can continue though, Power punches him, knocking the gun out of his hand. Aki then summons the fox devil to devour the man. He then worriedly looks at Denji's unmoving body as well as Hamino's critically injured state. The Fox Devil then suddenly informs him that the man was neither human nor devil before it is torn apart from the inside. The man re-emerges revealing himself to be a devil-human hybrid fused with the Katana Devil. Aki orders Power to stop Hamino's bleeding as he pulls out his sword. Aki unleashes his sword and Power is surprised to see that it resembles a nail rather than a blade. Katana Man starts swinging at him, but Aki dodges before reading his blade. As he shouts fire, an off-panel devil is shown flicking the nail's point into the Katana Man. A disembodied mouth is then seen, sounding the number 3. Katana Man hesitates before swinging again, Aki once again dodges, shouting fire once more and piercing the Katana Man again. Again, the disembodied voice speaks, saying the number 2. Aki, makes a final lunge, piercing the Katana Man's belly, and the voice states, 1. The Katana Man knocks Aki back, showing confusion over Aki's plan. Aki, however, calls the devil out to finish him, revealing it to be the cursed devil. As the devil states, 0, a massive disembodied hand is shown to grab the Katana Man. He briefly expresses shock before being torn limb from limb by the giant skeletal devil. He falls to the floor, unconscious and bleeding profusely. Aki calls out to Power, who recommends getting Hamino a doctor. Aki is shocked by the use of a gun, and the man's ominous statement regarding the gun devil. Suddenly, a young woman appears, commenting on the cursed devil's power. As Aki asks whether she is working with the Katana Man, she steps forward and picks him back up. The girl named Sawatari asks the Katana Man why he lost, to which he ashamedly responds, he let down his guard. She orders him to kill the group quickly leading the Katana Man to lunge forward at Aki. Before he can respond, his chest is suddenly slashed by the Katanas. Aki, heavily injured by the attack, falls to the floor. Sawatari comments on how the wounds are likely non-fatal due to the Devil Hunter's suits being reinforced. Himeno tells Power to forget her and help Aki. However, Power refuses, believing herself to be far outmatched. Himeno attempts to summon the Ghost Devil, but it refuses out of fear of Sawatari. As a last resort to save Aki, Himino offers her everything to the ghost devil. The devil's grimace quickly turns to a smile as its true giant form is revealed. The ghost devil attacks the katana man, with each attack Himino loses more of her body. As she does this, she thinks about Aki and remarks on how unusual it is that he was still able to cry as most devil hunters grow emotionally stunted over time. As Aki looks at her, she tells him not to die as she wants someone to be able to cry over her death. Sawatari summons the snake devil, ordering it to devour the ghost devil. It does, leaving nothing left of Firmino aside from her clothes. Sawatari and the Katana man turn to Denji, stating that their goal is to take his heart. As they say this, the Ghost Devil's dying hand is seen floating towards Denji's body. It pulls the cord on his chest, reawakening and transforming him into his chainsaw form. Though he is confused by the current situation, he instantly recognizes the Katana Man and Sawatari as enemies, excitedly charging at them, stating that he loves bad guys as no one cares how he brutally kills them. Sawatari, noting she is missing fingernails, calls for backup over a walkie talkie. She looks at Aki, who is in shock over Hamino's fate. Denji and the Katana Man continue fighting, with the Katana Man showing the ability to slash large areas with a single strike. Two backup agents arrive, firing guns at Denji. Though he is shot, he is able to knock both down and takes one as a hostage. Angrily, the Katana man slices through both of them, cutting them in half at a speed Denji was unable to register. Picking up Denji's top half, the Katana man orders the other agents to get to a car, remarking that the other members of the 4th division are likely dead due to their human vulnerability to guns. The scene cuts, showing the corpses of Arai, Fushi, Hamino, Makima, and the two other hunters who were at the drinking party. In Makima's train carriage, the assassins plan to blend in with the civilians. However, they are interrupted by Makima standing up, who has somehow miraculously survived. At the station, two hunters, Kuroz and Tendo, wait. They are shocked to hear news of Makima's death before seeing her step out of the train in front of them. Makima informs them of the attack as they remark on the similar attacks in Tokyo. They note the blood on her clothes but she tells them that she was not hit during the gunfight as she dodged every bullet. Inside the train, we find the bodies of the train assassins, each of them with gaping holes in their chests. Moving forward, Makima theorizes that the gun agents are going after Denji. She orders Kuros and Tendo to find her a shrine with a high elevation, and 30 criminals with life sentences as well as a change of clothes. Elsewhere, the gun agents begin to move Denji's top half into a car. As they do, one begins to sweat, remarking how strange he feels. In an instant, he is flattened by an invisible force, horrifying his compatriots. Panicked, Sawatari calls to Team E, asking them to confirm Makima's death with C-Team. An E-Team agent responds, commenting that they've lost contact with C-Team, however, he is too flattened mid-sentence. Elsewhere at the shrine, Makima enacts a ritual. Tendo and Kuroz, as well as 30 prisoners, are blindfolded. Tendo informs Kuroz that due to her high ranking, the nature of the devil Makima has a contract with is kept classified. Makima orders a prisoner to say the name, Mishima Shuzo. He complies. The gun agent named Mishima Shuzo is instantly flattened afterwards. The prisoner then falls dead. As Makima instructs the next prisoner to say another name, and so on and so on, throughout the entire country, multiple gun agents are constantly flattened. Suddenly, Makima stops. Makima instructs Kuro and Tendo to take off their blindfolds, telling them that she has done all she can do from their current location. Panicked at the situation and people dying around her, Sawatari orders the Katana Man to move Denji before Makima can interfere further. As he does, he suddenly sees a figure moving towards them, which is Kabini, clutching a knife. A flashback shows that whilst on duty together, Arai was shot by an elderly gun agent. In his last moments, he threw himself in front of Kabini, shielding her from being killed as well. Kabini asks Sawatari and the Katana man whether they are gun agents. And unnerved, Sawatari summons the snake devil's tail to attack her. She swiftly dodges it though before running along its body towards the pier. Before the Katana man can shoot at her, she deftly slices his arm off, grabs the gun and shoots him in the back. She then turns her aim to Sawatari. Sawatari fires at her but she uses Denji's reinforced chainsaw head to deflect the bullet. Sabotari grabs the katana man and drags him into the car, driving away. Kumini looks down at Denji's unconscious torso and apologizes for trying to kill him in the past. She slowly begins to laugh, growing slowly hysterical as she remembers Arai's dead body, before deciding she plans to tell Himino that she quits. At a similar time, arriving in Tokyo, Makima is greeted by Madoka. He informs her that almost every agent in Divisions 1-4 through were killed. He states that the orders from the top of the organizations and that all divisions will be merged and placed under Makima's control. The news causes her to smile calmly. Madoka, anticipating a coming conflict, quits on the spot. As he leaves, he asks Makima one more thing, how much of the events she had anticipated, but she merely responds that she is unable to share classified details with a civilian. Awakening in a hospital bed, Aki turns to see Denji and Power at his bedside. Reading manga and arguing over apples, Aki asks who of the fourth division survived, with Denji responding that only Kabini and Madoka made it, but Madoka had instantly quit. Denji and Power then turn to leave, as they were summoned by Makima. However, noting Aki's quiet despondence, Denji leaves him an apple, now alone in his room. Aki unsheaths the cursed sword and asks the cursed devil how long he has to live. It responds that he has two years. Aki then picks up a cigarette, however remembering Hamino, he drops it and breaks down crying. Outside the room, Denji looks through the window hoping to collect the manga that he had left in there. He begins to walk away before suddenly realizing that despite his attachment to Hamino, her death has not caused her to cry or feel any real sadness. He thinks back to the sadness he felt after Pochita's death, and realises that neither power nor Aki's death would make him cry. He thinks that even if Makima were to die, though he would be depressed for a short while, he would get over it surprisingly quick. Troubled by these thoughts, he wonders if giving his heart to a devil truly robbed him of his humanity. Resolving not to think about such depressing topics, he and Power leave to meet with Makima. As they do, Tendo and Kuroz enter Aki's room to instruct him regarding the changes to the 4th Division. Meanwhile, Makima explains to Denji and Power that the Bureau believes enemy forces are targeting Denji specifically. As such, they have prepared a training course for the two of them. She begins to introduce them to Kishibe, but is interrupted by him. He asks them of their thoughts when their comrades died, to which they state that they pretty much felt nothing. He then asks them of their desire for revenge, which they both rebuff. Lastly, he asks them whether they are loyal to humans or devils, to which they both respond whomever will give them their best deal. Hearing this, Kishibe expresses a satisfaction with their responses. He steps forward and puts his arms around Denji and Pao's shoulders stating that their training has started. Makima turns to leave as Kishibe explains that he is a devil hunter working with a special first division and asks that they call him Master. He then informs the pair that he enjoys booze, woman, and killing devils, before he begins to calmly choke the two of them, then snap their necks. Kashibe drops power and Denji to the floor, explaining that their basic body structures are identical to humans, and as such, he snap their necks, paralyzing them. He then gives them blood, explaining that unlike humans, it is all they need to recover from most of their injuries. Kishibe explains that he is the strongest devil hunter, and as such, he believes that in order to train the two of them, they need to reach a point where they can beat him in a confrontation. Denji and Power move towards him, preparing to fight, however, Kashibi swiftly stabs Denji in the head and back before slicing Power's throat. He comments on the inhuman intuition to try and attack him without a moment of hesitation. He states that since he was a child, he always hoped for a toy that wouldn't break, before promising to turn the pair into the baddest of the badasses. Meanwhile, in his hospital bed, Aki is surprised to find he is unable to summon Kon. Caro's remarks that the devil is likely angry for being killed and as such likely to never respond to him again. Tendo asks of Aki's lifespan after using the cursed devil, but he interrupts and asks of their intentions with him. They reveal that due to the worsening of the devil crisis and massive losses to the organization, the bureau intended to request he makes a deal with a massively powerful devil to help gain an advantage. They then give him the choice to quit and live in a more peaceful life, however, he refuses. Seeking revenge against the gun devil for killing his family and the gun agents for killing Hamino. As Kuro's and Tendo leave, an unseen woman enters, surprising Haki. That night, Kashiba decides to stop the training so that he can go home and sleep. Denji collapses from exhaustion as Power gives him some of her blood to heal him. The pair walk home, bloodied and tattered. Power comments on how Denji likely died 20 times and she was knocked unconscious the same amount. The two consider running away, with Denji noting that fighting without enjoying himself is the worst. Suddenly, Power suggests that rather than using brute force, they try and outsmart Kashibe, causing the pair to grow excited and remark that they feel smarter already. Kashibe walks towards Denji and Power's apartment, annoyed at them for being late to training. From inside, Power smells his presence as the pair now, wearing glasses, move to put their super genius strategy into action. Power thrusts a spear of blood through the door, however, Kashibe intuitively dodges it. On the floor above, the pair had placed bottles of blood, which Power uses to spear through the ceiling above Kashibe Again, Kashibe blocks and dodges them, however, Denji drops down behind him quietly, hoping to hit him with an axe, however, Kashibe swiftly kicks him in the head, knocking him down without even looking. Kashibe commends them for their attempt, stating it was their best yet, but points out that the pair were weakened by Power's massive loss of blood and Denji's inability to predict attacks. He tells them that they are done for the day. However, as Denji begins to relax, he flings a knife at him, warning the duo that Prey shouldn't trust what a hunter says. Meanwhile Kuro's and Tendo take Aki to the Bureau's devil holding facility. They remind him that making a contract with these devils will entail heavy losses, however it will ultimately protect him in the coming conflicts. Kuros asks about the girl who visited him in the hospital, to which Aki reveals that she was Hamino's younger sister. She gave him a number of letters Hamino had written over the years, many of which discussed him. In one highlighted passage though, we see that Hamino had asked, is there anything that I can do to get Aki to quit, which is something that shakes him to his core. As they reach a chamber, Caros reveals that they intend for Aki to make a contract with the future devil. They remark on two previous agents who made a contract with it one who gave up half of their lifespan, and the other who gave up both of their eyes as well as their sense of taste and smell. Aki then enters the room and sees a humanoid, tree like future devil emerge from the shadows. As it repeats the phrase constantly, the future is best. The future devil repeats phrases such as the future rules and requests that Aki repeat them as well. Aki states his intention of making a contract annoying the devil. The devil requests to read Aki's future by placing his head in his chest cavity. As he complies, the devil begins giggling profusely and agrees to the contract on the condition that he can live in his right eye. Aki is shocked by the easiness of the request, however, the devil mockingly informs him that it wants to see his future with its own eyes as he will die in the worst way possible. It asks if he wants to know how he will die, however, Aki refuses before agreeing to the contract, unfazed at all. Meanwhile, Denji and Power lay beaten on a floor. Kishibe comments on their improvements and informs them that their training will become weekly instead of daily. He warns them to keep a cool head and remain aware of their surroundings before informing them that the new 4th Division will be hunting Sawatari and the Katana Man. Kishibe informs them that if the mission fails, the 4th Division will be shut down and he'll be forced to kill them. Denji happily remarks though, that if they were to fight, he'd spare Kishibe as thanks for making him stronger and moving him closer to the goal of dating Makima. Later, Kishibe sits down to drink with Makima. He remarks his unhappiness with the continuing Denji and Powers training due to his growing attachment towards them. He then questions Makima on her pre-existing knowledge of the attacks, remarking that as long as she's on humanity's side, he'll look the other way. Makima states her goal as being to save as many people as possible and increase the prestige of the 4th Division. Kishibe considers this before calling her a liar. Makima smiles eerily in response. In an office building, the gun agents reconvene, planning to put their leader into hiding. Sawatari points out the pointlessness of hiding given Makima's power. Hearing this, the Katana man agrees, intending to kill Denji with his own hands. Atari reveals the group's ultimate weapon, a cluster of zombies left over by the zombie devil. Elsewhere, in a car as they drive Aki back home, Kuroz asks him of his intention to kill the gun devil. He states his annoyance, commenting on the ridiculous notion that a normal person like Aki could make any kind of impact. Aki responds though, that whilst the goal is unrealistic, he requires an unrealistic outlook to make progress. Rose tosses a Makola, saying that though such an outlook irritates him, he'll still support it. Meanwhile, Makima meets with the Yakuza boss. He explains that though the gun agents are members of his organization, he does not condone their actions. He elaborates that the factions were influenced by Sawatari, who had had them make small deals with the gun devil, paying money for guns and ammunition. Makima requests the names of every Yakuza member who contacted the gun devil, both within the boss's group and his rivals. However, the boss refuses, explaining that such a betrayal would cause all-out gang warfare, resulting in foreign mafias invading Japan. He then calls the devil hunters idiots without any real education, causing his compatriots to laugh at Makima. Makima, though, places a small bag on the table she explains as the man looks within it that the eyeballs are from all of the family members of every person in this room. As the boss looks in horror, Makima offers to return them to their owners in return for his cooperation. A Yakuza grunt swings at her, however, he immediately collapses with blood pouring from his face. Meanwhile, the special forces of the Bureau prepare to storm the gun agent's building. Inside, Sobatari talks to the Katana Man, reaffirming their plan to kill as many devil hunters as possible and steal Denji's heart. Kishibe orders the hunters to storm the building as a pack of zombies lie in wait. Below them, Kishibe introduces himself to the 2nd Division leader, Furuno and police officer, Sheena, who are in charge of locking down the building. He gives a rundown of the various non-human members of the Special 4th Division. Inside the building, the shark fiend, Beam, appears and begins devouring the zombies. In his frenzy, he accidentally bites the violence fiend, who knocks him down before apologising. Attacking more zombies, the violence fiend notices a woman nearby and warns her to stay away, before realising that she is also a devil, and is in fact, the Spider Devil. She stands up and decapitates a zombie, whose head falls at the feet of the Angel Devil, who begins eating away at the bodies. Aki appears and begins cutting through the zombies. The angel devil asks Aki for a handkerchief to clean up some blood before explaining to him that he absorbs others lifespans through touch and is surprised at how close Aki has gotten. A gunman suddenly appears and tries shooting at the two but the angel deflects the bullets and Aki stabs him. Aki continues on his own eventually coming face to face with Sawatari. She uses her snake devil to release the ghost devil which is now subservient to her. Aki moves forward, deflecting most of the ghost devil's attacks with the future devil's future sight. However, he is quickly overwhelmed by the many arms of the ghost devil and is soon being strangled by the creature. In a flashback, he remembers an early meeting with Hamino in which she offered him a cigarette. However, once she realizes that he's underage, she takes it back and promises him to give it back to him when he really needs to rely on something. In the present, Aki looks up having been released from the ghost devil's grasp. From amongst its mass, Hamino's right arm reaches out, holding a cigarette. Taking it, Aki sees the words, easy, revenge, written across it. Taking a deep breath, he steps forward, remembering Hamino's revise. He reflects that the ghost devil is blind and senses its surroundings based on fear. Remaining calm, Aki climbs atop it before promising Hamino that he'll die soon. Then, he decapitates the ghost devil. A shocked Sawatari moves to summon the snake devil but is stopped by Kabini holding a knife to her throat. Aki orders Kabini not to kill her, he then asks Kabini why she didn't quit the bureau to which she awkwardly responds that she was close to earning her bonus. Denji and Power then arrive in the headquarters using an elevator. Power begins chomping on a severed zombified hand, disgusting Denji and causing the two to scuffle. As they argue, the elevator doors open, revealing a swarm of zombies in front of them. Due to the zombies not noticing them, Denji recommends they stay quiet and utilize the element of surprise. Power however begins yelling loudly, challenging the zombies to combat. Power bravely steps forward and begins fighting as a bewildered and annoyed Denji remains in the elevator. Believing Denji is still watching her, Power easily slashes away through dozens of Hulking zombies, boasting that she is the strongest there is. As Denji's elevator arrives on the highest floor, he prepares to pull his chainsaws cord. The door opens and he sees the Katana Man alongside a pair of gun agents. The Katana Man asks him to pause so he can ask a few questions. He explains the group's desire for compensation over the old man's death with Denji frustratedly explaining that the old man was zombified when the devil killed him. However, he doesn't believe this. Instead, the Katana man asks Denji whether he truly felt nothing when killing the zombies, reminding him that they used to be humans. Denji though repeats that he felt nothing. The Katana Man then reveals that despite giving his heart to a devil, unlike Denji, he still feels guilt over killing zombies, explaining that Denji is the only devil-human hybrid without a sense of conscience. He requests Denji to accept his death as a form of mercy killing, but Denji casually responds that he doesn't want to, and an irritated Katana Man takes off his hand and begins to transform in front of him. The two, now transformed, crash through a wall and begin falling towards the streets below. The Katana Man and Denji, still in combat, continue falling. As Denji is pushed away, he falls and lands atop a moving train. Readjusting, he is able to block an attack from the still-falling Katana Man, which sends them crashing into a crowded carriage. As floods of passengers flee, a voiceover announces the train is coming to an emergency stop. Denji notices a remaining passenger, an injured woman, lying on the floor. As the Katana Man launches an attack, Denji blocks it, protecting the woman, but losing his arm in the process. The woman runs away, as Denji angrily shouts that they should ban that move. The Katana man then attacks again, slicing off Denji's other arm. He then demands that as long as Denji can no longer fight, he should apologise for killing the old man and accept death. However Denji refuses, stating that as long as he has his chainsaw on his head, he can still fight. The two clash again, however the impact causes the blade on Denji's chainsaw head to shatter. The Katana Man again demands an apology in return for a swift death, but this time, Denji reveals that the Katana Man was so distracted with anger that he didn't notice being sliced in half by Denji's leg. The Katana Man, now revealed to have been split vertically, reacts with a moment of surprise before his body completely falls apart into a mass of blood and organs. Watching, Denji repeats the words told to him by Kishibe, Prey should never trust what a hunter says. A little while later, and now outside the stopped train, the Katana man, now reverted to human form and wearing nothing but underwear, awakens next to the train, bound by a set of chainsaw blades. A shirtless Denji stands over him, expressing his surprise over his speedy recovery. An infuriated Katana man threatens to kill him, but Denji rebuffs it, calling him a loser. Denji states that he is waiting for the police to come and arrest him, however. He notes that he is unwilling to accept the Katana man merely facing imprisonment after being responsible for Hamino's death. As Aki arrives, Denji announces he's planning a tournament as revenge. Denji asks Aki if he'd like to join in on the tournament, stating that he shot Hamino, so his punishment should be nut shots. He then reveals the rules of his tournament, taking it in turns to kick the katana man in his testicles, with whomever can make him scream the loudest before the police arrive being crowned the winner. Loudly sighing, Aki states it's not their job to torture him, and Hamino would be unhappy with such actions. However, after looking at the cigarette he was given by the ghost devil, he rolls up his sleeves and asks about the reward for the winner. Denji responds that they get to keep the remains of his testicles. Somewhere across the city, the remaining gun agents are rounded up while the angel devil looks into the distance. The scene returns to the Katana man screaming in pain as Aki and Denji excitedly beat into him. As he kicks him, Aki thinks of Himino, stating that his screams of pain are their requiem for her. Elsewhere, Makima reports the events of the day to the Bureau. They question why the gun agents desired Denji's heart, but Makima reveals that the snake devil killed Sawatari before she could be questioned, likely as a part of their contract. Makima reveals, though, that with the gun devil's fragments they've collected from the gun agents, they have a mass large enough to begin indicating the location of the gun devil. That night, Denji has a dream of standing in front of a door. He notes that the dream is reoccurring. From the other side, an eye looks in, as Pachita's voice repeats his name. Happily, Denji asks Pachita to enter so he can pet him, however, Pachita ominously tells him to never open this door. Denji then awakens in a cold sweat. He looks over and sees Aki and Power napping beside him. Power is reawakened by Denji's shouts, setting up and revealing that she has grown several new horns. Commenting on them, Power responds by punching him. The knock is powerful enough to send him flying across the room and surprise the both of them. Later on, while observing Power's new enlarged horns, Makima informs Denji that she has ingested too much blood from the zombies and requires some to be drained in order to decrease her strength to make her less unruly. Denji agrees, causing Power to nervously sweat. Makima reveals that whilst Power is busy, he has been partnered with a shark fiend called Beam. Beam then suddenly appears from the floor attempting to hug Denji, but a surprise Denji knocks him down. Makima states that Beam has a distinct fondness for Denji and has promised to follow any of his orders. Noting Denji is in a bad mood, Makima invites him out on a date. The next day, Denji excitedly waits for her to arrive, arriving several hours early. Makima also shows up early and reveals that the pair are going to have a movie marathon at a local cinema, non-stop until midnight. During the first film, Denji notes that he isn't laughing with the rest of the audience, Looking at Makima, he sees that she is not laughing either. After the film, Makima briefly critiques it, commenting on the plot and cinematography. The pair attend the next film and Denji again notices that he and Makima are the only ones not reacting to the film. Again, as the film ends, Makima critiques it. The cycle continues throughout the day with Denji growing continuously bored. Before they enter the final film, Denji comments that none of the films had any impacts on him, commenting that he may just not really get films. Makima responds that she is the same, however, the very few that she did react to changed her life. As they view the next film, Denji is shocked to find himself crying at a seemingly trivial scene. Looking at Makima, he sees she is also silently crying. The two then leave the cinema in good spirits, talking about how they enjoyed the last film. Denji questions Makima as to whether she believes he has a heart, and in response, she leans in and listens to his heartbeat, before telling him that he certainly does. She smiles and walks away, leaving Denji blushing in the middle of the street. So after Makima leaves, Denji walks down a street, happily thinking of the date. Noting a charity stand, Denji donates money as a sign of his newfound heart and is given a flower as thanks. He happily walks away, munching the flower to the complete bewilderment of the girl at the stand. While walking, Denji thinks of how Makima's words were able to calm his pent-up concerns. He assures himself that he will use the wish that she promised him and thinks on how she will be the only girl he will ever be romantically interested in. Suddenly it begins raining and Denji decides to run for cover. He tries to wait out the storm in a telephone booth when a young woman suddenly enters, surprising him. She apologizes and begins laughing, much to his confusion. Gradually though, her laughter turns to tears before saying that his face reminds her of her deceased dog. Denji suddenly begins gagging and pulls the flower out of his throat, presenting it to the girl. She thanks him and smiles, and as the rain stops, she invites him to visit her workplace, a cafe called Futamichi. Arriving at her work, she puts on an apron and notices that Denji is already waiting for her. The girl sits next to him, ordering a pair of coffees for the two of them. While drinking, she laughs and flirtatiously touches his shoulder. She then introduces herself as Reize, with Denji also introducing himself. Okay quick note I know I always get names wrong here but like literally I don't know why I I don't know how to pronounce her name it's it's a mind twister for me right now to be honest. Anyway back to the story. Denji worriedly thinks of Makima as he realizes that his feelings for Reze are growing suspiciously fast. Meanwhile, Aki is on duty with the Angel Devil, hoping to kill more devils and earn respect within the Bureau so as to be put on the Gun Devil Task Force. The Angel Devil complains though, instead wanting to sit and just eat ice cream, but Aki warns him that a lack of cooperation will lead to the Angel's extermination. Considering this, Angel concludes that dying is slightly more effort than work, and agrees to move. In a flashback, we find Makima introducing the Angel Devil to Aki. Makima explains that the Angel Devil is the most powerful hunter besides Kishibe. She elaborates more that he has the ability to absorb the life force of anyone he touches, transforming them instead into weapons with powerful properties. Going on to say that when he was discovered, he would absorbed an entire village. Later, the pair stand over the corpse of a devil that they had just killed. The angel devil discovers the dying body of a civilian devil hunter, and Aki requests that the angel devil should kill the man painlessly, but he refuses, stating that as a devil, he believes all humans should only suffer as they die. So instead, Aki kills the man, and the pair calmly conclude that neither of them can get along on a personal level. Over with Denji, he returns back to the cafe, unsure of whether his heart lies with Makima or not. As he enters, Reze comments that he's eaten here every day that week. She then invites him to sit at her table and he mentions how he is unable to read. He reveals that the only kanji he can write is balls, causing her to crack up laughing. He states his desire to learn how to read and hearing this, Reze moves in closer and invites him to attend night school with her. Nervously and extremely flustered, Denji then accepts. Elsewhere, a scarred, half-naked man looks down into a water-filled sink. He speaks to the Typhoon Devil, asking why the Devils desire the Chainsaw Devil's heart. From in the sink, the Typhoon Devil's voice emerges, responding that he doesn't need to know, instead only reminding him of the terms of their contract, which is the complete use of its powers forever, in return for Denji's chainsaw heart. However, the man still isn't pleased, and he goes on to tell a story about how he killed a highly feared Chinese devil hunter by kidnapping, murdering and skinning his entire family, after that, the devil hunter simply let him kill him without even a fight. Later that night, Denji and Reze walk through the empty school. Reze comments that she's scared and asks to hold Denji's hand. Denji agrees whilst also internally apologizing to Makima. Later and sat in a classroom now, Reze pretends to teach Denji some simple nonsensical facts such as 1 plus 1 equals 2 and how to write the phrase Big Dumpy in English. She comments on the lack of education asking whether his life as a devil hunter is truly good for him. He responds though that his job allows him 3 square meals and a bed, but Reze reminds him that those are the bare minimal acceptable living conditions in the first place noting Denji's growing uneasiness, Reze suggests that they go swimming. Now by the pool outside, Reze strips down completely nude. Denji admits he doesn't even know how to swim but instantly strips down as well. Though still filled with uncertainty, Denji eventually jumps in as Reze begins to show him how to swim. Eventually it begins raining and the two return indoors. They sit inside watching the rain and Reze asks Denji if he'd rather be the city mouse or the country mouse. Meanwhile, Aki and the Angel Devil are still talking. Angel explains that the Country Mouse lives in a safer yet less fulfilling life, whilst the Country Mouse lives in a more dangerous but more enjoyable life. Angel elaborates that he'd rather be a Country Mouse, however, was brought by Makima to the city and forced to be a City Mouse. At the same time, Denji concludes that he'd rather be a City Mouse, as his only real desires are for food and entertainment, regardless of the danger. After hearing this, Reza invites him to a food festival that is taking place the next day. She then leaves to use the bathroom. After she leaves, Denji quietly calls her so freaking cute under his breath. As Reza walks the corridor alone, she is approached by this scarred man wielding a knife. At the same time, Denji begins to panic as he realises he now sees Reze standing alongside Makima when he closes his eyes. I really, really hope I'm pronouncing her name right because in my head it just doesn't even feel right right now. Meanwhile, Reze is chased outside onto a rooftop. She asks who the scarred man is, but he merely responds that she is the cheese to act as bait for Denji. He then informs her that he plans to peel her face off and gouge out her eyes in order to torture her and control Denji. As he lunges at her, she swiftly dodges his attack though and swings onto his back and then begins choking him out with little effort. As he slowly starts to die, she sings him a sweet Russian lullaby. As Reze stands up, she calmly looks down at the Typhoon Devil in a nearby drain. The Devil apologizes to her calling her Miss Reze, and she promises to overlook its accidents in return for removing the scarred man's corpse. Swiftly, she then returns to Denji with a beautiful smile on her face. The next day, the two hang out at the festival. In the evening, they climb atop a hill to view the fireworks. Turning to him, Reze asks him to quit devil hunting and run away with her, promising to make him happy and protect him. Heavily conflicted, Denji asks why Reze wants to run away with him, with her telling him that she likes him. Though Denji admits he's tempted, he explains that he's growing more happy with his current situation, his increasing position amongst the Bureau as well as bettered relationships with Aki and Power. He admits these are not things he's willing to give up on so easily. He asks if he can still see her despite this but she asks if he is someone else he likes before grabbing him intensely and kissing him. However though, and running with a tradition of Denji having bad luck, he falls backwards and it is revealed that Reze had bitten off his tongue. Instantly, Denji moves to try and pull his cord, but Reze swiftly slices off his hand before he could do so. Then kneeling in close and holding him gently, Rizzi kisses him again, before apologising and calmly telling him she intends to take his heart. But before she can even move, the actual goat who I completely forgot about, Beam, bursts through the floor and grabs his best boy, Denshi, then without hesitation, fleeing with him down the hill. As he runs, Beam curses at himself for not recognising her smell, the smell of a bomb. As he says this, she pulls the pin out of her choker, and her head and right arm explode. They then quickly reform, revealing her transformed state, which is that of a bomb-devil hybrid. She screams at Beam, calling him a thief, then uses a powerful blast ability to launch herself flying towards the duo, crashing in front of them seemingly in an instant. Still clutching Denji, Beam attempts to flee from Reze, however she is able to use powerful explosive blasts to launch herself in front of him and block his path. She offers to let him go in return for Denji, however Beam growls and transforms into a giant shark headed creature. Yet and seemingly with little to no effort, Reze touches his face though, hitting him with an explosion, knocking him down. A trio of private devil hunters then appear and report the situation over a walkie talkie Stabbing her fingers, Reze explodes the three of them before turning back and noticing that Beam had already fled with Denji. Nearby, at the 2nd Division's training facility, Aki spars with some hunters. One hunter, Nomo, thanks him for the training before requesting he work for them and promising him a high ranking position in 5 years. As they leave, the angel devil asks Aki why he didn't mention his short lifespan, revealing that power informed him of it. The Angel Devil calls Aki lucky, revealing his desire to die as so to avoid effort. Suddenly, Noma rushes around the corner requesting their aid. At the entrance, they see a heavily injured Beam clutching Denji's tattered body. Beam informs Aki that the bomb hybrid is coming and reveals the bomb devil to be the gun devil's partner. When Aki questions why he knows this information, Beam reveals he promised Makima he wouldn't tell under threat of death. Nomo then notices a young girl, a human form Reze, approaching the facility. She requests their aid, claiming to have been attacked by a devil. However, Nomo notes a wide smile on her face. As they move Denji and Beam, Nomo comments that Reze seems familiar, asking Aki if he recognises her. Noting that they won't simply let her enter, Reze prepares to pull out the pin in her neck, commenting that she'll have to massacre them all instead. Before Reze can attack, two hunters, Kato and Tanabe, use an unknown devil's ability to grow mold in her heart and intestines, stunning her as she coughs up blood. They comment that their mold will continue to grow even if she regenerates, as their pair plan to stall her until she is consumed. In retaliation, Reze fires a blast at her own head, decapitating herself. Reze's still moving torso flings the head at the devil hunters. As the head says boom, it releases a sudden burst and transforms into the fully formed bomb hybrid. Whilst the hunters are distracted by the attack, the torso runs towards them. No more attempts to stop it, using the fox devil to attack, however the torso dodges and grabs him before exploding. Numerous hunters are then seen dead as the reformed Reze continues the assault, blasting away the other survivors. Nomo though, having survived the explosion on him, attempts to attack again. Yet again though, Reze dodges each hit, but before she can execute him, the second division lieutenant appears, summoning Khan to swallow her whole. The success was in vain however, as Khan quickly disappears, leaving the bomb devil to continue her assault. Meanwhile, Aki prepares to drive the Angel Devil, the unconscious Denji and Beam away from the building. He orders Angel to give blood to Denji, to which the Angel Devil reluctantly complies. But before they can start though, Aki complains of an unknown vision he just received from the future devil. Suddenly, as the car starts, Rizzi appears clutching the severed heads of Nomo and the lieutenant. She explains that she killed the two of them as a sign of strength. Stating that she'd rather not kill and asking the group to just leave Denji behind and flee. Aki, not listening, swiftly drives the car and swerves around her, attempting to escape. Reze leaps atop the vehicle with a blast, irritatedly commenting on how the gasoline within the car will cause a fire. Although, before she can even attack, she is ambushed and knocked back with a kick from the violence fiend. Aki leans out of the car window, shouting that he called for backup earlier on, thanking the violence fiend. The Fiend kicks at Reze again, however, to a surprise, she is able to block his attack. Complimenting the violence fiend on its strength, Reze prepares to fight, yet the Fiend, noting how much weaker he is, calls out Kabini, stating that the bomb devil is stronger than them and it's actually time for a tactical retreat. Turning around, Reze sees Kabini on the floor having actually fallen down with an injured hip. She begins crying and begging for her life, crawling up into a ball on the floor. Luckily though, as she sobbed, Reze spared her and chased after Denji. In the car, Aki continues driving down a packed motorway, looking out the window, Angel sees Reze moving through the sky, blasting herself towards their position. She lands on a large truck immediately behind them as Denji awakes from his daze, gasping for air. Aki tells the others that as a last resort, he'll ram the car directly into her as their main goal is to keep Denji away from her, however not listening, Denji transforms into the chainsaw devil, slicing his way through the car as he begins to rampage towards her. Now facing the bomb devil, Denji angrily screams, telling her that every woman he has ever met has tried to kill him, then proceeding to ask why are so many people interested in the chainsaw's heart but not him. Rezzy asks him that her feelings for him were genuine, causing Denji to hesitate for a moment. Yet, Aki yells out to him, snapping him back to reality and telling him not to be so damn gullible. Denji comments that he no longer needs her as he actually has Makima. Rizzi shows surprise before saying that the two running away together would have been meaningless if Makima held influence over him. Now just pissed off, Denji yells that he doesn't want anyone else to die because of him and instead only plans to capture her before he launches himself directly at the bomb devil. Entering combat, Reze immediately erupts, destroying the truck her and Denji were standing on. Being knocked backwards into a building, Denji is also punched in the face by Reze and is flung back even further. She then begins chastising him. Going on to prove her point, Reze reveals she allowed Denji to actually slice off one of her fingers, which is now caught on Denji's chain. Instantly, the severed finger then explodes, catching Denji off guard. As Reze looks into the cloud of smoke left by the blast, Denji leaps out and attempts to attack her again. Nevertheless, Reze's reflexes prove to be too quick as she blasts the pier up into the sky. Moving through the air, Reze transforms her leg into a missile, immediately launching the two back down to the ground again, and literally tearing Denji's torso apart. Blow as blood covered civilians look on, Reze picks up Denji's severed torso and blasts it, rendering it into nothing but a heap of blood and smouldering flesh. As Reze moves through the ruined building, she steps over corpses, leaving behind a number of injured survivors. It is then revealed that that sneaky old Aki is actually hiding amongst the corpses, pretending to be dead. As Reze moves past him, he quickly stands up and slices off her arm, causing her to drop Denji. Aki moves in to attack Reze again. However, after seeing a vision from the future devil, he instantly moves back and begins to dodge her attacks. In retaliation, Reza transforms her arm into a missile and hits the ground, causing a massive explosion. She is knocked back by her own blast, but luckily for Aki, the violence fiend arrives, managing to grab and pull him out of the blast into safety. The violence fiend apologises for his poor timing, but Aki jokingly comments that he's never been so glad to see a damn devil. As the two look to Reze, she pauses and asks for a timeout, commenting that she has lost a lot of blood and a two against one fight in these conditions is just unfair. Randomly, The Fiend agrees, asking Aki if they should accept a handicap in the fight, however Aki just flat out refuses. Reze then reveals her hesitation was merely a ploy as now a monstrously massive typhoon devil appears, crashing through a nearby building and offering to enter the fight and assist her. Nearby, the Angel Devil moves through the rubble, absorbing the life of the dying victims. Moving over to Denji's torso, which is now being clutched by the BFF, Beam, Angel gives him blood, restoring our boy back to full strength. Beam is delighted, commenting on how Denji is super cool. Angel tells Denji he needs to choose whether he wants to die and give Reze his heart, or kill her. Denji thinks on this for a moment before deciding to kill her, stating that it's an easy choice. Denji worries about Reze's enormous strength, and the angel devil asks Beam for advice, commenting that he seems to have a greater knowledge of the chainsaw devil. Beam suggests that Denji should use his chainsaws to move more quickly by wrapping the chainsaws around objects and swinging from building to building. Denji grows excited at the prospect of expanding his power and orders Beam to transform into a shark. As he does, Denji jumps onto his back and uses the chains of his chainsaw as a set of reins, hoping to control Beam like a horse. Both Beam and the Angel Devil comment on this nonsensical method of movement, however, Denji ignores them. Instead, Denji sends Beam charging towards the enemy. As the two move forward, the Typhoon Devil greets them excitedly. As the combined strength of the explosion and typhoon send the others flying back, the violence fiend comments that they can do nothing now but simply watch the struggle between Denji, Beam, Reze and the Typhoon Devil. In the battle, Denji moves in and is able to slice off the bomb devil's leg, but the Typhoon Devil gives her some of his juice, healing her. Both Denji and Reze express excitement over the insanity of their conflict. As the flurry continues, the angel devil is blasted back, Aki grabs the shirt, yet he also begins to lose his grip on the signpost he was holding onto for dear life. Angel calls out for him, telling him to just let go as he has already accepted his death. As Aki begins to lose his grip on the angel devil's shirt, the devil closes his eyes and thinks of a young woman from his past. Suddenly, Aki grabs the devil's hand and pulls him back into safety. Pissed off though, the Angel Devil angrily asks him why Aki grabbed his hand, as doing so cost him another two months of his already short lifespan. Aki responds that if the Angel Devil were to die, he'd rather it were done at a distance, as he has had enough of watching people die in front of his eyes. Back in the conflict, Denji is able to easily slice the Typhoon Devil to shreds. Losing the sight of Reze though, she attacks the pair from above, blasting Denji and beam into the ground. Crawling out of a semi-conscious beam's mouth, Denji reveals that beam took the brunt of the blast. Now standing up, he and Reze finally face just one another on a rooftop. Playfully, she asks him to give up. However, our boy, the legend, the frickin' Chainsaw Man responds that he doesn't want to Hearing this and pissed, Reze flicks a small blast at Denji, erupting his right arm and igniting him with fire. Moving in closer, an irritated Reze asks him to accept death. She comments that he has nowhere else to run, but Denji responds, saying that she had actually made a mistake, pointing out the ocean that is stationed behind them, reminding her that she had taught him how to swim. She flicks another blast at his other arm. And as the smoke clears it is revealed that Denji managed to keep the arm attached to his torso by connecting the chain between his shoulder and forearm. Flinging the chains at Reze, he manages to wrap her up before suddenly leaping into the ocean with her and because she is unable to explode whilst wet, she sinks to the bottom and becomes unconscious. The next morning, now after the fight, she reawakens in her human form, lying next to Denji and a sleeping beam on a nearby beach. She asks him why he revived her and he responds that he did it for his own sake as he felt that allowing her to be captured or killed would haunt him. She reminds him that she could easily kill him to which she playfully responds, if I'm going to die, at least let it be at the hands of a beautiful woman. Rezi begins to laugh, telling him that she never really liked him in the first place and every flirtatious interaction from her was just part of her plan. As she starts to leave though, Denji asks to leave with her and go on the run. Confused and questioning him, he tells her that he genuinely likes her and reminds her that even if all her comments were a lie, she still taught him how to swim, which implies some kind of genuine affection. Reze moves closer to Denji, before swiftly snapping his neck and walking away. As she leaves him lying there, Denji calls out to her, inviting her to the cafe that day at noon as she changes her mind about running away. Skipping forward now to later in that day, Denji packs his bags and heads out to the cafe. Elsewhere, Aki and Kishibe watch as their cleanup for the previous night's fights go on. Kishibe tells Aki, a Russian urban legend of a USSR military branch that performs human testing on children. Explaining the story to be true, Koshiba reveals that Reze was actually one of those children, with her true name being Morimoto. Nearby, Reze moves to a train station, planning to run away. However, while sitting there at the station, she chooses not to actually enter the train and instead to walk to the cafe that Denji is at. As she moves through an alleyway towards it, she begins to smile with anticipation. However, suddenly a mob of mice run by her feet forming a large pillar in front of her. A voice is heard from within it, as the mice fall away, it is revealed to be Makima. She states that she refers the country mouse in reference to the conversation between Reze and Denji a few nights prior. Nevertheless, Makima reveals her reason for liking the country mouse as it's based on her enjoyment of capturing and killing them, an activity she describes as giving her peace of mind. Reze moves to pull the pin on her neck, however in an eerily similar way of what she did to Denji, her arm is instantly obliterated before she can even react. Makima moves and hits her in the chest, knocking her back. Mid stumble, she is also impaled by a spear thrown from a rooftop by the angel devil. As Reze slowly begins to bleed out, Makima takes her hand and looking at the cafe, Reze thinks of Denji wondering on the reason she didn't even kill him on their first date. Was it also because like Denji, she had never been to school either and was just as excited as he was? Makima tells the Angel Devil that he was supposed to bring Aki with him, but also comments that it was nice to leave him behind as he wouldn't have reacted well to executing a woman. Angel agrees before looking down at a mouse and asking it if the city is a nice place. Inside the cafe, Denji sits despondently clutching a bouquet of flowers. The owner speaks to him, promising that another girl will eventually come along, one who is just perfect for him. As he says this, the door then opens and Power walks in. She shouts that she followed Denji sent to the cafe, having been allowed back to work. Denji lets out a low, disheartened sigh as Power sits next to him. Thinking that the bouquet Denji was holding is for her, Power demands that he give her the flowers, and as the two look at each other, Denji quickly shoves them all into his mouth, scoffing them down, smiling. Now we skip forward to inside of Denji's mind while he's having another nightmare. Standing in front of the same door from an earlier nightmare, he once again hears Pachita ordering him to never open the door. The next morning, at breakfast, Denji sits despondently as Power complains about Miaoui's newfound love of him. Denji ignores her, thinking of Reze and how his heart was truly and irreversibly broken by her this time. But when Makima later invites them all on a paid vacation with her, his mood does a complete uno reverse gambit which causes Denji to jump with joy. Aki and Denji instantly agree whilst Power tries to make up an excuse not to go. As they discuss the timing for the trip, a group of devil hunters suddenly enter the room. After conferring with Makima, she shows the group a news recording of the fight against Reze. Explaining the Bureau had failed to censor the broadcast and as such the Chainsaw Man's existence has been revealed to the world. Power and Denji ignore this, still discussing the vacation, but they are interrupted by Makima who explains that the vacation was a ruse to explain their absence and in reality they are going to be put under protection in order to avoid assassination by foreign threats. Denji reacts with horror as he realizes that he is going to be restricted and contained for some time. Makima asks Aki to be a part of Denji's protection before telling him that they plan to hunt the gun devil in the next year and orders him to not die beforehand. Aki thinks back to a conversation he had with the angel devil who explains the supposed true nature of devils. When a devil dies, they are revived within hell. Once they die there, they then return to earth with no memories of the time in hell. He then reveals a secret he asks to never be repeated. That all devils remember just a single sound from the moment before they die in hell. The sound of the chainsaw devil. Meanwhile in America, a trio of part time devil hunters sit and discuss their new job, killing Denji and returning his body to the US in exchange for 2 million of those beautiful American buckaroos. The youngest man, Aldo, expresses a fear of dying. However, as talked down by the other two, reminding him that the three of them all brothers survived the gun devil's onslaught. As they prepare to leave for Japan, the leader Saito refers to them as immortal. Elsewhere, in a forest, a woman and a young man named Tolka hunts a fox. As he shoots the fox, the woman asks if he felt like he'd taken the fox's life, but the man explains that he did not. As he skins the animal, she asks him again, and again he says no. As he cooks it and serves it to her she asks again once more and yet again he denies it. The woman then explains that they will be going to Japan and doing the same to a young 16 year old boy named Denji. The man referring to the woman as master agrees hoping to earn the woman a retirement due to her short lifespan. Meanwhile in China the hella seki sicky fun time takes place between a woman named Quan Shi and a harem of I guess you could say friends. As they start nutting, a man arrives, requesting her to take the job of capturing Denji, the chainsaw devil, and as a reward, she can ask for any wish. After consulting her group, she demands basic human rights and an education for all of them. At the same time, Makima discusses Quan Shi with Kashibe, expressing concern over her and her harem's abilities. As they talk, Makima states that the biggest concern is that of the assassin Santa Claus from Germany. Yo ho ho. <laughs> Though he is thought to have died of old age, the two are still cautious, as Kishibe confirms his abilities could likely outmatch them. Elsewhere, in Germany, a government agent approaches an old man on a bench and informs him of the mission to hunt Denji. In return, the man asks for four children, three for a devil contract, and one for pleasure. Wait, what the the fuck does he mean by that? Like, bro, chill. um, Yo, like, calm down. Meanwhile, alone in his room, Denji lies watching TV, sadly wondering why his heart is so desired and also why the trip was cancelled. Noting the sadness, Aki affectionately sits on him, explaining that the trip was merely postponed, not cancelled, and that if they are able to damage their opponents enough, then the enemy will retreat, allowing Denji to return to his life as normal. Denji, considering the idea, instead decides to kill all of his enemies so that he can finally have his vacation. Skipping forward and now at the park both Denji and Power eat snacks while watching some birds and talking about whether it's okay to eat the still living ducks. Denji accidentally drops his food but as he goes to pick it up and eat it he is stopped by a devil hunter named Kusakabe and then chastised by him. Kusakabe warns him of germs and food poisoning, but Denji grows more frustrated as obviously our man's from the gutter. Aki and Angel, Yoshida and Tamaoki also all agree that eating the food would just be straight up stupid. However, the forever ignorant Denji quickly gobbles it down anyway. In a flashback, we see the group all introducing themselves. Makima explains to Denji that they, alongside another trio of agents, will be his personal security. Kusakabe attempts to express his authority over Denji, but is met with our boy's typical sarcasm and yawns. Elsewhere, the hunters Tendo, Kuroz, and Subaru all take Ziggy breaks. Questioning why they can't simply hide Denji in his human form, Subaru explains that the other devils can actually smell him. As they drive to meet the main group, Subaru asks about Makima, Kendo hesitates before saying there's something he wants to discuss regarding her. Before they can though, a set of road spikes are bizarrely thrown in front of the vehicle. The car swerves in an attempt to miss them, but runs over the spikes and crashes. In the wreckage, Subaru awakens just in time to see the three American boys rolling up outside the vehicle. Sadly for Subaru, in good old Floridian style, the Americans shoot the three hunters dead. Afterwards, the elder two brothers crack jokes about it, but Aldo, the youngest, reacts with horror to the murders. Now hiding the bodies, Sato asks Joey about his feelings on killing, with Joey, the anime man, stating his only response to be a mild annoyance and disgust. Sato cracks up laughing before morphing his face to match that of Kuroza's. The three men then discuss his voice and how it would sound as Sato shifts his tone and accent in an attempt to match it. Back with the main crew, they all wait within a burger restaurant as Denji and Power eat. Power offers Denji her vegetables, however Kusakabe interrupts ordering her to finish them off for her own health. The others agree as Denji forces them into her mouth. Power begins to sweat choking down a mixture of vegetables and vomit. Just then, the woman from the forest walks past the table, but Power in frustration over what just happened runs outside causing the rest to follow. The woman sits at a table with Tolka, revealing that she'd stabbed Denji three times with a nail in order to invoke the cursed devil, and that only one more poke is required. She entrusts the final poke to Tolka as she begins to munch into her burger. Though she struggles due to her numb hand and weak senses, she is delighted by the experience. Elsewhere, the violence fiend and Kabini walk outside. She thanks him for purchasing her an ice cream cone, then questioning his role as the violence fiend, given his friendliness, he explains that he still has a lot of his human brain left, meaning that he still holds a lot of his early human memories. However, he has no memories whatsoever of his death, only that he was saved by Makima. Suddenly, a car pulls up beside them, and inside, the American bad boy Saito, now disguised as Kuroz, gets out. He then tells the two to report Tendo and Subaru's death to HQ, before quietly commenting to himself on their obvious gullibility. Later on, Denji and Power sit exhausted after a day of constant movement. Denji bitterly comments that rather than being protected, he is instead being used as bait to draw out the enemy, to which Aki actually confirms. He promises Denji his trip, calming him, however, Power is still furious. Aki promises her one reward for her cooperation, with her requesting to drain a human of their blood to the point that they die. Aki pauses for a moment and then agrees to let her drain Denji, but he immediately protests, yet he is quickly silenced by power jumping on his shoulders and screaming with the excitement of a literal cannibal. The violence fiend, Kabini and the disguised American bad boy drive over to meet with the main group. American bad boy, I'm just saying that because he's the only like westerner I think on this entire show so far so i like give the westerner some rep you know what I mean like gunslinging and American bad boy. Don't worry about me anyway, they drive to eat the rest of the group. Aki speaks with the brother disguised as Karose, asking him to reconsider his place on the mission. However, he lies claiming he wishes to avenge Tendo and Subaru. As they continue talking, Power is distracted by Kabini's car. In her typical powerful fashion, she flies into the front seat, lying about having a driver's license and claiming that the car is actually hers and was stolen by Kabini. Though Kabini quietly protests it, she is silenced by power, cheerily threatening her, asking as she wants the car to be washed in her blood. Outside the vehicle, as the fake hero suspiciously introduces himself to Denshi, trying to be hella touchy and shake his hand, Power suddenly jolts the car forward, ramming into both of them and actually murking the disguised American. As the group all reacts with horror, and Power attempts to blame Kabini for the incident, Kusakabe suddenly calls out, pointing at the brother's disguise, which is now slipping away, revealing his true face. Tamaoki recognises him warning the others of his contract with the skin devil and the likelihood of his brothers also being nearby. Aki turns to Power, who though previously panicking and blaming Kabini, quickly begins to claim she knew the truth all along, stating that the glory is all hers, while in the car Kabini remains sweating and sobbing in horror. Close by, two civilians are shown to be watching the scene in terror. They move to an alleyway as not to be seen, and it is revealed that they are the Americans Joey and Aldo in disguise. Aldo vomits as Joey attempts to collect himself and come up with a plan. However, he is suddenly pulled around a corner by an unseen figure and is seemingly vaporized. Aldo quickly composes himself as Yoshida, a devil hunter, walks around the corner, having swiftly executed Joey. Noting Aldo's vomit, he writes him off as a bystander and leaves, quietly muttering that a pro wouldn't puke. Somewhere in Tokyo, a car rams into another. As one driver leans his head out to confront the other, he is met by Cosmo, who cheerily repeats the phrase, Halloween to him. The driver slowly begins to repeat the phrase to himself, over and over. Quan Shi appears and begins leading Cosmo and the other girls in her group away. Noticing a sushi restaurant, Pingesti grows excited. As they enter, the staff express fear of the group but begin serving them either way as Cosmo makes them repeat Halloween too. Whilst they wait for their food, Pingesti, another member of the group begins to list off facts about fish and Long takes a bite out of a ceramic plate. Then stating she is exhausted, Quan Shi instead decides to hunt Denshi the next day. Oh my, P- Pingiste, Pingiste? I think is how you say it properly and Quan Chi uh like her group's names are so hard to say like my brain though like literally can't cope trying to say them <laughs> I try so hard. Elsewhere, Aldo observes a photo of Karose, Tendo and their friend Tomino. Disguising himself as Karose, he goes to Tomono's apartment who invites him inside. Sitting down together, he asks of Tomono's life. Tomino goes on to reveal that he has few relatives or acquaintances who barely ever check up on him. He then begins to ask questions regarding Karose's life, revealing that Karose had a girlfriend and a mother, both of whom who cared deeply about him. Aldo turns and sees a photo of a young Karose as part of a soccer team. Seeing this, he breaks down, repeating, I'm sorry, much to Tomino's bewilderment. Later, as the two lie down to sleep, Tomino speaks to Karoze, still not realising it's the disguised Aldo. He invites him to quit devil hunting and open up a small clothing shop instead, then bringing up Caroz’s deceased older brother, asking him what would he say about Caroz’s current position. Then thinking on his brothers, Aldo realises the advice they would give him would be, a pro always gets his job done. The next day, in a crowded street in Japan, the mysterious old German man is seen touching a passerby on the shoulder. The duty touched then gasps and grabs out at a passerby next to them, and so forth until the entire street had linked itself, converting into doll-like creatures along the way. Throughout the cities, the four different groups, Tolka and her harem, Aldo, the elderly man and Quan Chi all prepare in various ways to begin hunting the chainsaw devil. Elsewhere in a building, Makima walks through a cluster of doll-like corpses. She orders Beam and Prince to go and protect Denji, whilst making the protection of the other hunters only a secondary objective. At an apartment store, the creepy old dude watches Denji and the others through a window. From a distance, he commands his dolls to attack the group once they enter the building. Following the party inside, the doll's arms warp into blades, however, as they enter through the door, Kusakabe is revealed to be crouching inside of a ritual circle, then using the power of the stone devil, he petrifies the approaching dolls. Yoshida explains the power of the doll devil, stating that if they touch any part of a person, including the clothes that they wear, they will be transformed into a subservient doll. As Aki suggests that there would be a limit to the amount that could be made, a large swarm of dolls instantaneously burst through the windows, charging towards the group. As they run to the second floor, power is suddenly grabbed. As her and Denji rip the dolls to pieces, Kusakabe reveals that fiends are likely and luckily immune to the doll devil's powers. As more swarm, a hunter named Nakamura suddenly appears, summoning the fox devil to swipe them away. Bro, this guy's probably gonna die, as we know per every single Fox Devil user. This this dude just leaves when he starts getting attacked too hard. Tamaoki explains to everyone that there were hunters stationed in every building in the street, and that their mission's true purpose was to hunt the assassin, creating the dolls called Santa Claus, explaining that those turned into dolls can never be restored. He notes that the ability is short-ranged, meaning that the assassin is in the nearby vicinity, and apologizes to Denji for using him as bait. Over with the woman. She sits at a nearby park, waiting. Close by, Tolka clutches his nail, preparing to use it on Denji. In the bathroom of the department store, Aldo sits, psyching himself up for the coming conflict. The elderly man summons another swarm of dolls to attack as Kabini attempts to repair the dent in her car, and Quan Shi finally prepares to hunt. It's just a free for right now, I love this part of the story so much. As more dolls are created by the old man, they begin flowing inside the store, dodging the fox devil's swipes and lunging forward. Angel summons one of his weapons using five years worth of his lifespan that he had absorbed from humans, then strikes down several of the approaching dolls. When questioned as to why he hadn't used such a weapon earlier, he responds that he has his reasons. Outside, a group of devil hunters appear, preparing to aid the group. However, they are halted by the appearance of Quan Shi and her harem. As they prepare to attack the girls, Quan Shi pulls out a sword and dashes forward, making her way to the second floor of the building in almost an instant. Dropping the now dented swords, she draws two more as the hunters and dolls are revealed to have been sliced apart. Having seen a vision of the events through his future site, Aiki warns the others as he and the angel devil are barely able to block her continued attacks, being knocked to the floor. Nakamura, who is too slow to react, is decapitated by her barrage. I, I told you this man would die. Quan Chi then stands up, looking back at a concerned Denshi and Power. Outside, members of Quan Chi's team wait, destroying the remaining dolls. Suddenly, they are approached by Kashibe, Kabini and the violence fiend. Pingesti uses her ability to see that Kashibe has contracts with the Needle, Claw, and Knife Devils before assessing him as harmless due to his lack of body parts with which he hasn't already made contracts. Kashibe slowly strides towards them as they prepare to fight. Inside the building, Aki's group react to Quan Chi's instantaneous attacks. In a flash, she kicks Denji into the air before knocking out Kusakabe and Tamaoki. Moving towards Yoshida, he summons the octopus devil to absorb the brunt of the attack before spraying the rest of the room with a mist of ink. Attempting to take her by surprise, Yoshida moves behind Kwanshi but is quickly knocked down. But before she can kill him, Kashibe intervenes, having already taken Long and Pingis the hostage. Kashibe orders Denji and Power to restrain the hostages as Power reveals that she was actually just playing dead the entire time. Kishibe and Quan Chi, who are revealed to actually be past acquaintances, sit down to discuss the situation. Kishibe begins to discuss retirement and old age, however as he speaks he holds up notes in a notepad that reveal Makima is listening to them. Through his notepad he promises to give Quan Chi freedom in return for helping kill Makima. Quan Shi refuses, explaining through a seemingly unrelated anecdote that she prefers not to get involved, stating that ignorance is bliss. As she says this, Aldo enters and shoots at Denji, Kashibe kicks Denji though, causing the attack to miss, but Long is still able to take the opportunity to grapple him and free herself. Then, in a flash, both Quan Shi and Kashibe move to slice each other's throats. After a few strikes, Quan Chi is able to throw Kishibe out of the window, but he is able to slow his fall by sliding down the building's exterior and falling atop of Kabini's car. Aldo continues to fire at the various combatants leaping out of the way of a fireball shot by Long. However, Quan Chi grabs him and throws him through the window as well, with him also falling and landing on Kabini's car. Inside of the building, the Violet Sling continues fighting of a swarm of dolls as Kabini looks down in complete horror at the state of a destroyed vehicle. Power, still holding Pingesti hostage, demands that Quan leave her and Denji alone. Quan politely asks Power to stand down, promising her safety, which causes her to hesitate. Suddenly, our boy Beam emerges from the floor, knocking back Long and freeing Denji from her grasp. As Denji chooses to flee, Quan is stopped by Yoshida, who requests a rematch. The two begin to spar, rapidly dodging one another's blows, but still landing a few solid hits on one another. Yoshida comments that Quan Shi is likely not human due to her minimal reaction to several devastating blows. Meanwhile, Denji and Beam flee, with Beam advising him not to waste blood by turning it into his chainsaw form. As they run, Denji accidentally stands on Tolka's nail and is suddenly whisked into the air. As they both react with shock and confusion, Denji is ripped apart by the cursed devil before Tolka appears and kicks Beam to the ground. As Denji and Beam lay unconscious, the woman appears and applauds Tolka's work. However, ignoring Tolka's concerns of moving the body, the woman begins to explain the secrets of making a perfect doll. She says, by gathering the trust, respect, worship and pity of an individual over a period of time before converting them, you can make the perfect doll. With that, she then transforms him, revealing that she in fact is the real Santa Claus, and that that elderly man was merely another perfect doll controlled by her. As Aki and the other hunters awaken, Quan Shi bests Yoshida and throws him through a window. As he falls, he is able to catch himself with the Octopus Devil. Back inside, the others prepare to fight until Aki suddenly stops, horrified and confused by his future vision. From outside, Santa Claus sacrifices the elderly man and three children that he had promised to the Hell Devil in return for sending every living person within the building to Hell. Those inside the building are all of a sudden plunged into pitch black darkness as those outside are horrified to see a giant, six fingered hand reach down and seemingly crush the building. Those who are inside the building then quickly appear in a large, grassy field with a sky completely covered in thousands of various doors all moving throughout the air. This is hell. As the group survey their surroundings in Hell, Aki kicks Denji awake. Immediately, Denji reactivatedly begins to transform, but is only able to make the tip of the chainsaw appear from his head, due to the fact that he is low on blood. Quan Shi requests a truce among the various parties whilst they try to figure out their current situation. She turns and notes that the fiends, power, long, Pingesty, and violence are all suffering nervous breakdowns. Aki asks the angel devil of their current situation to which Angel in an absolutely petrified daze explains that they are in hell. Quan Shi asks Pingasi if they have means of an escape, however, Pingasi frighteningly explains that they are being watched by devils with a power far greater than that of the gun devil, the primal fears, whom have never died. In desperation, Pingasi asks permission to commit suicide, only to weep as she is refused by Quan Shi. She cries out as one of the doors opens and a black drop of liquid falls out towards the ground. As it does so, it symbols the entrance of the Darkness Devil. The group ready themselves to fight, and as darkness surrounds them, a row of bisected astronauts appear, and a moment quicker than light itself, the darkness devil moves past them all, detaching each and every single arm from all of their bodies. Each person reacts with shock, falling to the ground, and bleeding from their exposed wounds, as Tolka, now fully under Santa Claus's control, offers the darkness devil a proposition. Denji's heart in return for the power to kill Makima. Now, flashing outside of hell, Santa Claus receives a small fragment of the Darkness Devil's flesh, then proceeds to swallow it whole. As the Darkness Devil accepts Santa Claus's deal, it picks up Tolka and rips him apart. Kusakabe attempts to utilize the Stone Devil's power to fight, however the Darkness Devil merely grabs the Stone Devil and crushes it, killing Kusakabe. While this happens, Beam, using blood from his severed arms, revives Denji, before being split into pieces by the Darkness Devil, and killed. Like I, I'm being full I'm freaking serious here, you're about to lose it. Seeing Beam's corpse, Quan Shi and Tamaoki prepare to attack, however, are also mutilated alongside Power, Long, and Pingasty, bruh. (laughs) Seeing this, the petrified violence fiend asks Kabini to remove his mask. He then attacks with a kick, however, before he can hit the Darkness Devil, it speaks in an unknown language and his body is blasted with multiple holes. Denji, now transformed, then lunges to attack, but before he can make contact, all of his bones are crushed and snapped, which makes him crumple to the ground. As Aki observes Power's unconscious body, he is reminded of Hamino, and collapses muttering, I, not again, I. Still alive, the violence fiend attacks once more, but is impaled by a sick-ass looking renaissance blade on steroids that is suddenly summoned by the darkness devil. As the fiend's blood rains down, the darkness devil crouches, looming over Arky. As the angel devil looks on, too scared to even move, the darkness devil slowly turns to look at him. He then randomly begins to bleed from his eyes, nose and mouth before collapsing to the floor. Aki likewise begins to bleed as the Darkness Devil reaches out to touch him. Suddenly, Prinz appears, grabbing at the Darkness Devil, but like all of the others, before she can make contact, she too is absolutely dominated. Quickly communicating with Makima though, Prinz is ordered to summon her to hell, which she tries to stop, but Makima commands her. She follows these orders and Makima emerges, both her and the Darkness Devil then face each other, quickly snapping their fingers in each other's directions. Makima's finger suddenly snaps as the various mouths of the Darkness Devil erupt with blood. Makima approaches Tolka's body, placing her hand on his decapitated head, then holding her arm out, her bones are slowly twisted and cracked as the Darkness Devil summons a sword to impale her. As Makima touches his head, Tolka offers all of himself to the Hell Devil in return for sending them all back. Just then, as quickly as they all entered, they are all transported back to the rooftop of the theme park Santa Claus was stationed at. As this happens, Santa Claus absorbs her remaining dolls, transforming into a tall, multi-armed creature. She begins to approach Makima, taunting her, while Makima holds Denji's torso, and now having given him some of her blood, pulls his cord. She then explains that with the Darkness Devil's flesh, no attacks in the dark will have any effect on her. However, Makima asks Denji if he will save her, to which she responds having transformed with an aggressive woof before charging into battle. Kashibe and Yoshida sit outside, finishing off the remaining dolls. They discuss Makima and acknowledge that she has some ulterior motivations to her actions beyond that of the Bureau. As Kishibe asks whether she can hear them, Yoshida explains that she currently isn't, as none of her subservients are nearby, going on to say that she can only borrow the ears of lower life forms, such as rats or birds. Back on the rooftop, Denji slices through Santa Claus's arm, angrily yelling at her about placing power and the others in danger. Moving through a shadow, Santa Claus is able to instantaneously heal herself and blast Denji through the floor. Denji gets up, lunging at her but is knocked back by another swarm of dolls. Sugahagi looks on while clutching Quan Chi's severed head, then removing her eye patch and reaching inside of the socket, she yanks out a long arrow-like blade before dropping the head into the swarm attacking Denji. The dolls are suddenly torn apart as Quan Chi appears revived in her hybrid form, proving that she also wasn't human. Quan Chi agrees to fight alongside Denji in order to avenge Long and Pingesti before suddenly vanishing. Over in a nearby alleyway, Quan Chi appears in front of Santa Claus, blasting her with powerful bolts, however, just as quickly as she is torn apart, she heals herself and congratulates Quan Shi on her moniker as the first devil hunter. Wondering how to attack Quan Shi, whom is moving at speed she cannot register, Santa Claus suddenly returns the humanity to her dolls, restoring their minds, whilst forcing them to continue the assault. As Denji stares at the now frightened and screaming human dolls charging towards him, he exasperately shouts, that's some real villain shit right there. Now faced with the emotional human dolls, Denji chooses to run away, but his attempts to escape are blocked and he is forced to impale one of the dolls with his chainsaw. Feeling guilty over this, Denji holds back allowing the other dolls to gradually swarm him. Suddenly, Quan Chi appears shooting the remaining dolls to pieces. She tells Denji that the dolls are merely imitating humans. Denji asks how sure she is, to which she responds that believing it is the only way he'll be able to bring himself to kill them, reminding him their ignorance is bliss. Taking this moment to pause, Santa Claus bursts through a wall and grabs Quan Shi. however is once again torn apart by her blasts. Looking up, Quan Shi realizes that night has fallen. With the newfound darkness enhancing Santa Claus's powers even further. Santa Claus moves forward and hits Denji towards the gas station whilst grabbing the various bolts fired by Quan Shi out of the air. Quan Chi turns seeing that Santa Claus has turned Long and Pingesti's corpses into dolls and taken Sugahagi hostage. Unable to bring herself to fight them, Quan Shi is stabbed through the chest by the Pingesti doll which causes Santa Claus to wonder whether she could turn Quan Chi into a doll as well. Suddenly, Denji emerges, coating himself in gasoline, then revving his chainsaws together, he creates a spark, igniting himself on fire. Leaping towards a surprise Santa Claus, he begins to tear into her body as she lets out a series of pained cries. Denji and Santa Claus both writhe in pain as Denji complains about the heat of his flaming body. Pushing him back, Santa Claus heals herself instantly, mocking Denji for his foolishness. Denji retorts, claiming to watch a great amount of educational programming, before revealing the chain of his chainsaw to be wrapped around Santa Claus's body. Using it to keep himself close, he lunges again, slicing into her. She comments on the futility of his actions as she splits the pain and damage between her various dolls. However, Denji comments that her regeneration has begun to slow due to the light from his flames. Suddenly, Santa Claus slams Denji into a wall as a numerous number of dolls break through and begin stabbing him in the back. Santa Claus then chooses to wait and watch Denji burn and die from blood loss, calling him Machima's dog. However. Denji instead tears into the dolls and drinks their blood to rejuvenate himself. He tries to move forward, only to once again be swarmed by dolls, as Santa mockingly tells him that he will be reunited with Makima in death. Suddenly, Denji begins to pull on his chain, dragging Santa Claus towards him as he ignores the blows from countless dolls around him. Growing more worried, Santa Claus orders her dolls to keep her away from him, pulling against the chain in a tug of war. A pair of dolls in a car then come speeding around the corner, slamming into Denji and causing a massive explosion. But still, Denji emerges from the wreckage, cloaked entirely in flames, having not stopped pulling on the chain. In shock and horror, Santa Claus questions the extent of his power and Denji proudly reveals his motivation to still be going on the holiday with Makima. Hoisting Santa Claus into the air, Denji flings her towards himself before tearing through her and ripping her body to pieces. As she begins to reform, Denji grabs the remains of the burning car and slams them down on her, causing a second explosion which rips through her body, turning her into nothing but a smouldering mess. As Denji heals himself with some of the dolls blood, Santa begins threatening him, revealing that she has armies of dolls stationed across the entire planet and along with the power of the darkness devil will be able to hunt him and everyone he cares about forever, making his life a living hell. But Denji cockingly reminds her of his immortality before he is suddenly and surprisingly decapitated by Quan Chi. Quan Chi then asks Cosmo to use her power on Santa Claus because, while the conflict had been going on, she was just wandering around the city on her own, waiting for this moment. Flashing to within her own mind, Santa Claus suddenly awakens, standing inside an endless library. She sees Cosmo sitting at a nearby table and comments on the futility of using psychological attacks against her due to her mind being linked to dolls across the world. Cosmo, looking up, introduces herself as the Cosmos Fiend, before explaining the extent of her power, the ability to grant individuals total and complete understanding of everything in the universe, a process so overwhelming that the victim is forced into a semi-conscious state where they are only able to process the word Halloween over and over again until their death. As Santa Claus suddenly finds herself falling through the library, her body is shown in the real world, crumbling to dust as it mutters the word Halloween over and over. Yoshida and Kishibe then arrive, as Kwanshi turns to fight them. Silently though, the two put on blindfolds, and Makima emerges from between them, holding a sword. Seeing this, Kwanshi instantly surrenders, offering Makima anything in return for sparing the lives of her underlings. Makima doesn't even listen to her though, and ignores their pleas, before quickly slicing all three of their heads off in one swoop. Elsewhere, a news anchor reports on the Dole Station throughout the world, who have been locked into saying Halloween as a result of the Cosmos Fiend's power. Amongst them, Aldo is seen also shuffling around and repeating Halloween, with an obvious pain in his eyes. Back at the main location, Yoshida removes his blindfold, questioning why Kishibe doesn't want to do the same, to which he simply replies that he doesn't want to see a damn thing. After the battle now, and back at home, Denji awakes with Power lying across his chest. He is then greeted by Aki, who is making breakfast. Denji comments on Power's screaming throughout the night before mentioning Aki's arm. Aki informs him that he was lucky, as Angel had lost both of his arms. By the way, if you didn't notice, the arms that the Darkness Devil cuts off spells out Makima. Whilst obviously, sadly, Beam and the Violence Fiend both died, and Kabini actually resigned this time. Randomly, then, Pal begins screaming. Denji tries restraining her as she attempts to claw into her own mouth out of fear of the darkness devil hiding inside of it. Clutching Denji, she now begins to cry with just pure fear of the darkness devil. But hey, at least Power is still alive out of everyone so far. Like, honestly, I was heartbroken when I saw Beam and all the other guys get turned into darkness sushi, but at least Power and Aki are still alive at the moment. But anyway, a short while later, as they all eat breakfast and Power struggles to keep her food down, Aki comments on how Makima is still deciding to continue her trip. In a flashback, Makima and Denji share a meal while discussing the aftermath of the conflict. Partway through the conversation, Makima invites Denji on a trip with her to which he reacted with intense excitement, yet he suddenly stopped when he remembered power and the state she is currently in. Back in the present, Aki asks why he didn't ultimately choose to go, but Denji simply responds that he isn't even certain. Throughout the day, power interrupts Denji at awkward moments, constantly asking him to check for the darkness devil hiding in various locations. This work pays off though for our boy as he gets in there and Power actually asks him to take a bath with her, but of course, only for protection from the darkness devil. In random Japanese fashion, I guess the two shower and then hop into a bath afterwards. Like my mom would actually kill me if I did that shit here. Now in the bath, Denji is surprised that despite the intimacy of their act, it doesn't feel weird. Nearing bed now, Aki suggests sleeping in shifts in order to look after Power. That night, Power wakes Denji, quietly begging him to not hate her for making him miss his trip and in return she offers to let him drink her blood as repayment. Though Denji is initially uninterested, Power begins to shout and cry resulting in him giving in. As he begins to drink the blood from her neck in a kind of like sexual manner he thinks of Pochisa and what Makima had told him yet now despite having a close intimate relationship with Power none of the actions they do feel romantic at all. Concluding that there are some things that one is better off not knowing or understanding, Denji thinks back to the door in his nightmares, resolving to keep it closed. Just please open the door, man, I want to see what's behind it. Surely it's just Pachita's house. Aki informs Denji and Power of his plans to visit Hokkaido. Denji and Power both protest about being left behind since their previous trip was cancelled. Aki eventually gives in and the trio leave Miaoi with Kishibe, the dedicated Katari. After one literally terrible journey for Aki, the three are seen moving on foot towards the grave. Denji and Power throw snowballs at Aki, which is obviously super reminiscent for him if you think about the dude's little bro and how him and Denji have like kind of over time developed to be almost brothers in a way since they first met. After arriving at his family grave, Aki begins to pray. Noting Denji and Power's disappearance, he then sees them eating rotten offerings left on their graves. Suddenly, Power vomits up the food before screaming that it was a plot by the Darkness Devil. Later, at an inn while they eat dinner, Power complains about the amount of vegetables, throwing them to the others before realizing that there is little food left for herself. Instead, she takes Denji's arm and bites into it, drinking his blood and causing another argument. That night, Denji awakes to see Aki sitting, looking out of the window at the snow. As he joins him, Aki comments that he visits the grave each year and is usually miserable, but funnily enough, the two of them manage to keep him distracted the entire time. Back in Tokyo now, Kishibe returns miao to Aki. Kishibe then comments on the difficulties of controlling Denshi and power, but Aki responds that the pair have actually matured a lot. He then asks Kishibe whether Division 4 could be removed from the Gun Devil hunt, which surprises Kashibe. He then tries to remind him of the safety precautions being taken, as well as the fact that the mission will be classified, meaning Aki may never hear of its outcome unless he is directly involved. But Aki still agrees, which causes a confused Kishibe to ask why he changed his mind, and Aki thinks back to seeing Denji and Power's unconscious and injured bodies in Hell, before responding, I got cold feet. That evening, Aki returns home to see Denji and Power preparing dinner for him, Noting a strange purple root within it, Denji comments that Power likely added some unknown secret ingredients. As the two boast on their meal, Aki takes a bite before instantly vomiting. Power happily calls the dish a catastrophe as Denji comments on the fact that all three of them now have vomited from it. Now lying on the bed together, Aki comments on Power's calmness and the lack of screaming. Power considers this before responding that she may have defeated the darkness devil in hell to which Denji casually agrees. As they wash the dishes, they suddenly receive a phone call, summoning them to the Bureau. Meeting with Makima, she informs the group that while she has taken Aki and the rest of Division 4 off the Gundevil mission, Denji and Power are still required to go. She asks Aki to leave if he does not intend to join them. Denji agrees to the mission, followed by Power who wishes to continue working nice and close with Denji. Troubled, Aki asks to rejoin the mission, to which Makima swiftly agrees. Honestly, I think Makima's kind of playing Aki right now. I don't know what's going on here. Having already begun the operation, Makima then details the current status of the Gun Devil, explaining that it had already been defeated and confined. Denji and Aki respond with utter shock as Makima explains it was found dead shortly after its initial attack, before being split into various fragments. Aki asks about the guns used previously against the devil hunters, only for Makima to reveal that they were created by man. She elaborates, explaining that though there is an official global ban on firearms, each government secretly manufactures and circulates guns on the black market in doing so, the remaining fragments of the Gun Devil are given more power. Hearing this, Aki realizes that in order to destroy the Gun Devil, the Bureau will need to go against the wishes of every global superpower. Makima calmly agrees, calling the plan a kind of war. Outside, Denji and Power question Aki's despondence, still believing the mission to be about simply killing the Gun Devil. Aki explains that even after they kill the Gun Devil, the body would merely be collected by the Japanese government, continuing the cycle of the global hostilities, whilst also meaning the Gun Devil is immortal. Denji expresses confusion, believing that the Gun Devil must be mortal, or else Makima would not have promised him a wish in return for killing it. Suddenly, Aki is given a vision of the future by the Future Devil, reacting with sudden and intense fear. That night, alone, Aki summons the Future Devil. Asking about their vision, the Future Devil explains that it is a near and unavoidable future, one in which Aki and Power are slaughtered by Denji, followed by the arrival of the Devils that Devils fear most. So yeah here we go guys, it's getting that part of the story where it's gonna get real wild now I think. Sometime in the next few days, Aki visits Angel and explains his future vision to him. Angel asks why he is being informed given that the vision is supposedly unavoidable. Aki explains that with the loss of both of his arms there is a possibility the Bureau will put Angel down. As such, he wrote a letter of recommendation. Angel questions Aki's devil-hating reputation, but Aki suddenly informs him of their plan to hunt the gun devil and that they may never see one another again. Angel stops him, explaining that the humans whose lifespan he's absorbed often haunt his nightmares and offers to do whatever he can to prevent Aki's death so that the same doesn't happen with him. He then suggests that they both go and ask Makima for advice. As they walk, Angel suggests he run away and leave his life with the Bureau behind in order to prevent his own death, but Aki refuses, citing Denji, Power and Makima as reasons to stay. Surprised by his mentioning of Makima, Angel comments on Aki's feelings for her and as they pair spot Makima, Aki also quietly begins to wonder why exactly he actually likes her. Aki asks why she's there, to which she responds that she was simply waiting. Aki then explains his vision and desire to keep power and denji safe. Blaming himself for his brother's death, he asks the same be prevented with them and promises to make any contract with any devil to do so. Hearing this, Makima looks him in the eye before asking him to make a contract with her. Aki reacts with shock as Makima repeats herself now commanding him to accept the contract. As the angel devil looks on, he slowly begins to remember the beach as the location where he was first found by Makima. He gradually remembers a community of people who took him in before focusing on a young woman from his previous memory, remembering her as the one I loved and the one who loved me. Then, he remembers Makima arriving on the beach and asking to see his powers. Though he refused, she demanded, ordering him to use them, Hours later, he then reawoke, having absorbed the lives of everyone in the village. Damn, honestly, this one hurt. Like it's real super sad to realize the cool introduction Angel had actually had an extremely sad beginning, like he murked an entire village, but that village was his family and he was merely controlled by Makima. Snapping back to the present, Angel reacts with horror as he sees Aki now accepting Makima's contract. He begins to yell out to Makima, and as she turns to look at him, she comments on how he must have just regained his memories. Instantly, using 10 years of life force to create a dope ass blade, the angel devil lunges at Makima in an attempt to cut her head off, however, just before the blade nears her throat, she merely says the word, down, and the angel devil crumples to the floor. Impressed that he had managed to break free of her power, Makima kneels next to him, ordering the devil to give his all to her, to which he agrees. Then apologizing to the two of them, Makima explains that she had no other choice due to the massive amount of spies within the Japanese bureau. The hunt for the gun devil was always a bluff plan to fail, hiding her ulterior plan, one in which will occur the greatest amount of damage worldwide flashing away to the goddamn United States of America. Hell yeah, Westerners, let's go. There, the President, while on the phone to probably the other members of Congress, states that the time has come. Because of the duty he must try to uphold when every other nation has just accepted utter defeat, he makes a contract with the gun devil, one in which he offers one year of the lifespan of all citizens across the entire continent of the United States of America in return for the death of Makima, the control devil. So yeah, I think that explains a lot. Back in Japan, as the church bells ring and a choir of children sing, Makima incites the gun devil, telling it to come. On September 12th, 1997, the Gun Devil appears in Japan. Once it appears, it activates a flurry of abilities. Instantly fire a bullet through the head of every male within a thousand meters confirmed. Activate second ability, fire a bullet through children aged 0 through 12 within 1500 meters confirmed. Literally decimating everything within its vicinity as it slowly reveals the true scope of the Gun Devil. A few seconds before the gun devil arrived, a young boy was planning to go play soccer with his friends. He heads out of the door, but one second later, the city he is in is obliterated by the gun devils presence as it makes its way towards Makima. Another second passes and at 500km, Makima sights the gun devil, continuing to move forward towards her direction at ridiculous speeds, multiple examples of devastation are shown. With peaceful cities turned into complete devastation, cars flipped, and countless thousands instantly killed by the fallout. As another second passes, the gun devil activates his ability to fire a bullet through the heart of every living thing born on specific months throughout the year within a 1km radius. Exactly 4 seconds after its first appearance, the gun devil stops. It then activates another ability and starts beaming its bullets in Makima's direction. One second later, Makima prepares her ability but is shot through the head, making her 29th recorded death. As expected though, she immediately recovers as her brain matter forms into a freaking halo around her head. Not gonna lie, this panel here is so freaking fire, man. It's so cool. Some of these panels recently, I've just been losing it over. I've just been creaming everywhere. Anyways, one more second later, the gun devil again stops as in front of him, Makima stands with the bodies of Prince Sawatari, Aki, Angel, Kuros, and Tendo who are all shown to be attached to her with a chain. Summoning the combined power of all of their devil contracts, a sudden hole opens up in the sky above the Gun Devil as a swarm of unknown creatures descend wielding blades. Flashing away from probably what is the Gundevil getting absolutely stunted on, over at their apartment, then she hears a knock on the door and goes to answer it. However, As he reaches for the handle, he sees a vision of his nightmare as Pachita's words echo through his head, telling him to not open the door. As the pounding on the door continues, Denji is interrupted by the phone suddenly ringing. On the other end, Makima, who is being a freaking hoe, like, stuff her man, I bet this was her plan all along to kill Beam and hell, plus what is going down right now, it's all just so suspect. She quickly explains to Denji, that the gun devil had appeared without warning and then failed to defeat it and because of that, it has taken over a dead body and escaped, going on to say that it's the gun devil at the door. Makima then commands Denji to not think about anything while he fights. Even still, despite this call, both Denji and Power are sceptical, believing the person at the door knocking to be Aki coming home from the mission. Yet, as Denji approaches the door, he can't help but seem to grow more and more hesitant. Because of this, he tells Power to leave with Maui from the balcony just in case it actually is the devil. Denji, still uncertain, thinking that possibly Makima might even be playing a prank, opens the door, sadly revealing the reanimated corpse of Aki who is now morphed into and is controlled by the gun devil. Denji, not recognising it though, awkwardly asks whether the two must fight now. However, the devil simply raises the gun and says Denji's name, which causes Denji to wonder how the gun devil even knows his name. In a different perspective, we find ourselves inside of Aki's mind, Aki looking at his hand finds a snowball and realizes he must have been having a snowball fight with Denji. Yet. In reality, each snowball thrown by Aki translates to a massively destructive gun blast in the real world completely leveling Denji's floor of the building. Having fallen from the building now, Denji finds himself torn in half by the blast. Even still, he commands Power to flee as the two come to the realization that the creature is Aki. Suddenly, Aki's gun devil leaps from the building at breakneck speed in an attempt to kill Power. Yet our freaking boy ain't letting Power die yet as he manages to transform in time to block the attack. Now, in Aki's fantasy, Power has also joined, with Aki telling Power that she's on Denji's team. Then, as he begins to fang his snowballs at the two, it flashes back to the real world to show the complete devastation as Aki sends both Power and Denji flying back. Noticing a pair of bystanders, Aki turns and points his machinery at them asking if they also want to play with him. Instantly, he vaporizes them though with a smile on his face. As Denji begins to attack and slice into him, Aki only views this as Denji playfully throwing snowballs right back at him. The battle escalates with every blast by Aki quickly leveling massive amounts of the surrounding area sending cars flying and murdering countless civilians. Though Denji attempts to protect some, his efforts are largely fruitless as the majority of everyone he saves later gets hit. They continue fighting, with Aki's smile growing wider and wider with each blast. Denji screams out for Aki to stop and return back to normal, yet Aki's fantasy self can't hear anything he is saying, and in Aki's reality, he can only see the smile on his brother Denji's face. Seeing his smile, he comments on how for the first time he's having fun as his parents never really paid any attention to him, but now his life actually seems like fun. As he says this, Denji is both hit in the gut by the snowball and in reality by a catastrophic shock knocking him to the floor. While Lucky's fantasy continues, he asks the child Denji if he's giving up. But as he begins to stand back up, he thinks he's ready for another round of snowball fighting. In the real world though, Aki continues his onslaught, repeatedly blasting Denji backwards. Denji attempts to defend himself, but because he is unwilling to hurt Aki, he's forced to simply beg for him to turn back. This is like some next level Obito vs Kakashi type battle right now with like the crossover of childhood to to adult type thing I'm just, I'm just loving it like it's so sad but good and oh it's just this arc is actually fantastic man suddenly arki leads off a massive blast sending denji flying back through multiple buildings causing him to lose one arm and both legs while denji lies crippled in the ruins of a building slowly a crowd of onlookers gather around him a woman approaches pulling out a knife before suddenly stabbing her own hand and asking him to save them Each bystander then does the same and gives Denji blood and begs for him to defeat the devil and save them all. With the city now in complete and utter tatters, the gun devil slowly makes his way towards Denji. Meanwhile, during Aki's dream, Denji begins biffing snowballs back with insane force. Though Aki is initially excited by this, he quickly notes Denji is crying in his fantasy. So in order to stop this, Aki admits defeat, simply falling back onto the ground and saying that he doesn't like snowball fights anyway because they just get your hands cold. When he looks back up, he notices that Denji has gone, and he is instead replaced by his younger brother Taiyo, who's running back from the house with the balls and gloves he went to grab earlier on in the series. Damn, that always hits real hard, that part right there. In reality, though, it is revealed that in order to stop his onslaught, Denji had stabbed Aki with his chainsaws, killing him. As Denji returns to his human form in shock at what had just happened, the future devil appears on a nearby roof and laughs, commenting on how Aki Hayakawa died in the worst way possible for the Chainsaw Boy. Yeah damn man, that's like truly the worst possible death for Denji right there I could possibly imagine. I can't even right now, that's such a crazy ass fucking arc, that was actually... After receiving the money from Aki's will, Denji and Power rent a smaller apartment with a lovely view, then spend the rest on delicious food and video games. One night, Denji goes out to grab an ice cream and also a rice ball for Power. After purchasing some, he sits on a bench and finishes it, then noting the word winner on the ice cream stick, he thinks the words, I killed Aki, and immediately vomits. Laying down now, he thinks of how he has constantly felt confused and unhappy since Aki's death. He begins to speak to Pochita, but before he can say anything, Makima appears, touching his hands and telling him that his hands are cold. She tells him to stand up. Denji complies, still in a confused, saddened state over his brother's death. Makima then invites Denji to her apartment for some tea to warm up. Now there, inviting Denji inside, the two are instantly swarmed with her many cute-ass pet doggos. Makima briefly pampers the dogs, petting them and talking to them excitedly before going on to ask Denji what kind of tea he'd like. As she continues to dote on her dogs with treats and adorable belly rubs, Denji, watching her, thinks on how much calmer and happier he feels. He thanks her for it, and she begins to pet him. Makima then reminds Denji that she had offered him any one wish for defeating the gun devil. After considering what he wants for a moment, Denji sadly states that he wants to be treated as one of her dogs. Sitting there, Makima asks Denji to elaborate on his desire, to which he explains that he no longer wishes to think for himself, as the growth of relationships and responsibilities in his life has led to an overwhelming amount of grief and regret in his decisions. As such, he feels placing all of his decisions in Makima's hands will allow him to live a relaxed, guiltless life. Makima asks him if he is certain of his choice, with Zenji responding with a half-hearted thumbs up. Not gonna lie, this was the moment I realised that my boy content messed up real bad here. Like I paused and honestly did not want to scroll my screen down for the next few minutes while reading this part, just in absolute anticipation of what this absolute hoe was about to do to our boy's heart. Anyway, anyway, the control freak tests her new authority by asking Denji to perform several dog-like tricks to which Denji follows each, and is pet on the head as a reward. He thinks of our happy years. Suddenly, there is a knock at the door. Makima reveals that she had invited Power earlier on. Denji asks why, however, Makima reminds him not to think. Denji responds with a woof, and Makima guides him to the front door, then orders him to open it so that she can kill Power. Denji responds with another woof before pausing in sudden confusion. Makima continues guiding Denji to the door as he blusters and asks her if she's joking. She ignores his hesitation as she once again orders him to open the door. Slowly, Denji moves towards the handle, thinking about how Power would be holding a cake on the other side. As he opens the door, he questions why he assumed she'd be holding a cake, before remembering the next day was in fact his birthday. Looking into the corridor, he sees Power standing in the hallway holding a cake. Before either having time to react, Makima points her finger at Power and says the word BANG! Power's torso is completely obliterated. Denji looks on in shock and silence as Power's head falls between her legs onto the floor. Makima takes Denji's hand, telling him they are cold again and ordering him back inside. Denji begins to sweat profusely as he asks to speak, but no words will come out. Makima closes the door on Power's body and leads Denji back to the couch. Still in shock, Denji shakily asks Makima if he is in a dream. Makima leans over to rest her head on his lap before she begins laughing hysterically honestly this freaking panel here shes such a hoe, man i saw this panel months before i even started reading chainsaw man and i just assumed that this was going to be a happy moment like i think anyone would think just looking at this panel like it looks super happy from an outside perspective but now after actually getting the context around the situation i'm just mortified at the pure evilness of this damn witch and also you guys ready for this revelation makima demands that denji take off his shirt Hesitating, she reminds him of his subservience, and he proceeds. Lying back down on his lap, she begins to speak, playing with Denji's cord as she does so. She explains that Denji's promise to Pachita was in fact a contract. Desiring to break that contract, Makima explains she set about giving him everything he wanted before snatching it away. She explains that by giving him food, a job, and a family, she would allow him to attain a new level of normalcy before destroying it. She then informs him that any happiness of normalcy he experiences from then on will be orchestrated by her, with the express purpose of eventually destroying it. When Denji asks why, she says that the time has come for you to atone for your sins. Elaborating, Makima explains that she looked into Denji's past and saw his repressed memories, the hidden ones behind the door that Pachita ordered him not to open. She explains that Denji had the actual truth from himself in order to be able to live a normal life. The truth was that he actually murdered his father. She goes on further, stating that Denji killed his abusive and alcoholic father in self-defense and that the claims of suicide were merely created by the mafia so that Denji would inherit his debts. Makima tells Denji that by opening the door and accepting his past, he had accepted that he was unworthy of a normal, happy life. She reminds him that the same occurred with Aki and Power, though Denji was warned not to and the other options were available, he ultimately opened the door and accepted their deaths. Makima kneels down and asks the childlike Denji whether he believes he deserves a normal life, with him sadly responding, no. Now flashing forward to the next morning, everything seems normal as Makima calmly eats breakfast and Denji lies motionless on her couch. She then gets dressed and guides Denji outside into the corridor. There, a number of demons, many of whom are Denji's deceased allies, kneel in front of them. Makima explains that they were all followers of the chainsaw devil, whom put their lives on their line to protect it, waiting for the day of resurrection. As she says this, the building is suddenly breached by a devil hunter group named the Anti-Makima Squad, led by the old lovable fart Kishibe. Makima is gunned down and killed as a number of devil hunters slip their throats in order to suddenly summon the hell devil, who they ask to kill Makima and banish her to hell. However, hearing this, Makima commands Denji to save her, which causes his intestines to burst out of his chest and throttle him. As the hunters slowly die outside the building, the Hell Devil emerges, now in a flaming centaur-like form. Denji, standing atop the corpses of the Anti-Makima Squad, pulls his cord and transforms into the Chainsaw Devil. In an instant, he leaps outside, slicing the Hell Devil into many clean-cut pieces of Hell sashimi. As the blood and guts rain down he stands tall in a darker more muscular form with multiple arms and blades spawning from him like honestly i freaking love this berserk level body armor that he's got on right now it looks so freaking badass fujimoto is actually a beast when it comes to drawing this kind of like dirty stuff if you know what i mean that's just how i feel right now it's so dirty and grimy it's so clean Denji stands above the decapitated Hell Devil as one of the Devil Hunters gives blood to revive it. As he does, a door opens above them and the Hell Devil's hand emerges, crushing Denji like a bug, transporting him to Hell. From a nearby building, Makima watches, commenting on the outcome to Kishibe, who now has a gun pointed at her head. Makima notes that shooting her would be useless as she has a deal with the Prime Minister of Japan to transfer all of the damage taken by her to a random Japanese citizen, hence how she has managed to revive each time so far that she has died. Asking why she remains calm even with the Chainsaw Devil being cast into hell, Makima responds that it will return to save her. Kishibe in horror asks Makima what she truly is, to which she responds, she's a fan of the Chainsaw Devil. As she talks, the Chainsaw Devil tears through various devils in Hell. She explains that within Hell, the Chainsaw Man is known as the Hero of Hell. When it hears a cry for help, the Chainsaw Devil moves in, eviscerating every devil it faces, friend or foe. Makima then explains the ultimate power of the Chainsaw Devil. Any devil consumed by it has their names erased from existence. Faced against such an unstoppable opponent, all other devils either despise, fear, or worship the Chainsaw Devil. So this actually goes to explain, I guess, why Beam was such a fanboy, as he literally worshipped the Chainsaw Devil. And I love you, Beam. Rest in peace, brother. Anyway, Kishibe expresses doubt that such a power could even exist. However, Makimu retorts by asking him what he knows of the Holocaust. It is then revealed that Kishibe, alongside humanity at large, have no knowledge of Nazism. Could old Japan always bringing up the 40s like it's just yesterday. Makima continues explaining that almost every major crisis faced by humanity were all erased from existence by the chainsaw devil. She goes on to explain that even universal constants such as humanity's sixth sense and the four possible conclusions other than death, which honestly I have no idea what that is, someone who's like into that culture or something, let me know in the comment section below, at the end of life were also erased. Makima elaborates, explaining that she cannot even remember these things, though she remembers the fights between their devils and the chainsaw devil. Kashibe asks Makima's intentions with the devil to which she reveals the true nature of her own ability, to control any being that she believes is lesser than herself. Therefore, if she were able to defeat the chainsaw devil in combat, she would be able to control it and use its powers to create a world without pain, war or death. Kishibe asks what she would do if she lost, to which she replies that she is a fan of the Chainsaw Devil, and it would be a happy, honorable end. Turning back to the window, Makima notes Denji's return, as the door to hell reopens, and the Chainsaw Devil emerges, showered in blood. Kishibe continues to stand off with Makima, as he stares her down, she warns him to stand back, as she turns to prepare to face Denji. In an instant, Denji bursts through the wall and slices Makima to pieces before turning and looking to Kashibe. Suddenly, Denji hears someone somewhere say the words, save me, and immediately leaves. Elsewhere, at a burger restaurant, a group of employees sing and dance to an irritated customer. Kabini, now an employee there, delivers the food to their table. Attempting to dance along awkwardly, she is taken aside by her boss, who chastises her for her forced smile and verbal tick of saying ah. As other employees join in, Kabini quietly mutters the words, save me. The staff suddenly turn to see Denji looming over them, greeting Kabini with var. The customer attempts to flee but is instantly decapitated by Denji. Denji looks at the restaurant's menu and remembers an earlier request to Pachita to try hamburgers. Sitting at a nearby table, he attempts to order a hamburger, speaking through a series of chainsaw revs. The restaurant's mascot is decapitated as he attempts to contact the devil hunters. Suddenly, deciphering Denji's revs, Kabini and the other employees begin to prepare his order as they sing and dance with panic on their faces. Denji moves his arms, shuffling in time with their dancing. Kabini is ordered to deliver the food to his table, however as she does, she trips and spills the food all over him. Looking up at the annoyed Denji, Kabini asks for another hamburger. As the employees repeat their dance, now with tears streaming down their faces. Kabini's boss begins to shout at her, blaming her for their demise before he is too decapitated. As Kabini again attempts to deliver the order, she trips and falls, spilling the food identically to the first time. As she lays on the floor terrified, she begins screaming. Her disbelieving co-workers begin to accuse Denji of playing an elaborate televised prank. Instantly though, he is decapitated as Kabini begins to pick up the ingredients off the floor and reconstruct the burger. Denji takes a bite before grimacing with disapproval, remembering another past wish of Denji's to go on a date with a girl. He grabs Kabini and carries her outside then stopping in an ice cream van Denji shreds it to pieces before acquiring a pair of ice creams for the two of them. Kabini continues to sob crying out that the ice cream doesn't taste of anything. A devil hunter then appears and threatens Denji but is instantly eviscerated as Denji turns Kabini towards a dance dance revolution machine and orders her to dance. After commenting that she has no money, Denji then shreds an ATM and Kabini begins to play out of fear. As she continues dancing, Denji actually leaves. He then arrives on top of a rooftop and surveying his surroundings, notices Makima is nearby. She comments on him noticing her as she commands her allies to emerge. Suddenly, Denji stands surrounded by seven devil hunters, all commenting on their love for Makima and desire to date her. As the first four wager a date with Makima for killing Denji, the other three are revealed to be Katana Man, Reze, and Quan Shi. They all each pledge their allegiance to Makima, with the Katana Man commenting that she has saved their lives over and over again, as Makima agrees to the bet a date in return for killing Denji. Which is, you know, like a complete role reversal of what was going on with Denji earlier on, so I I absolutely love that. I think it's quite cool, quirky and whatnot. As Makima stands amongst her group of human-devil hybrids, she elaborates on their true nature. They are not humans, devils, or fiends, but another type of creature that was erased by the Chainsaw Devil's powers, yet still somehow continues to exist. She explains that whilst fighting them in Hell, the Chainsaw Devil disappeared and appeared on Earth as Pochita, and they have been searching for him since. As Denji yawns, Makima commands her agents to attack. Each agent pulls out their weapon, transforming themselves into their hybrid forms, and lunging at Denji. As each makes contact with him, they are blown back by the force of him, leaping forward, crashing through skyscrapers while slicing through Quan Shi and the broadsword hybrid. As they land in an apartment complex, Denji kneels over Quan Chi's tattered body, clutching the severed heads. Behind him, the Katana man appears attempting to slice through Denji, however he is unsuccessful as it is shown Denji was able to decapitate him without taking any damage himself. Makima looks on, calmly exclaiming that the conflict appears unwinnable. Standing on the floor below Denji, the flamethrower hybrid flies into the ceiling causing a massive explosion to burst through the building. As Denji leaps backwards to the safety onto another building, the whip hybrid appears and slashes into him. Her attacks seem to have little impact, however, as Reze blasts through the building and grabs Denji, carrying him up into the sky. Flipping mid air, Denji decapitates Reze before he is impaled by a spear thrown by the spear hybrid. Stunned in mid air, Makima takes the momentary daze to blast Denji repeatedly, pointing at him and stating bang as each hit launches him further and further into the sky. As Denji is pushed out, of the atmosphere and into space, Makima comments wondering how long he could hold his breath. Reaching inside of himself though, Denji rips out his own heart and flings it towards the ground. As the heart begins to burn up upon re-entry into the atmosphere, Denji's body begins to reform around it until it is fully formed. Still forming, Denji launches his chains across the city grappling onto Makima, the whip, flamethrower and spear hybrids, then hoisting them up into the air. They each express a moment of shock before they are too torn apart by Denji's chainsaws. Flashing over to Kabini, whose dance dance revolution is coming to an end, she stands tired and sweating atop the machine before exclaiming that she happily got a perfect score. Her head turns to the side as she looks over, terrified at Chainsaw Man, who is now sitting atop the step across from Kabini. Kabini stands confused, asking to the ear why she was dancing as Makima answers from above her, prompting Kabini and Chainsaw Man to look up at her, sitting on the roof above. Makima goes on to state that in total she has been killed 26 times by Chainsaw Man and yet she questioned why it was that he continued to refuse to eat her. The corpse of the devil hunter whom the chainsaw man had killed prior begins to move, being pulled up to Makima as a chain from her body attaches itself to him and joins Makima floating above several dozen other chained men. Kabeni starts to show denial, stating twice that she had nothing to do with the current situation before Makima cuts her off, saying that she did indeed have a major role in the current events currently unfolding, and that the fear of chainsaw man had grown weaker. This prompts Kabini to look over at Chainsaw Man as blood begins to leak from his body. Maki mistakes that she liked humans the same as they liked dogs, in the sense that to her they were loyal, easily manageable, smart, yet stupid, and they all loved her. A television show in the window of a city shop begins broadcasting the news stating that chainsaw man had just defeated the gun devil he goes on to state that the news of the gun devil's defeat was being met with a praise and shock across the entire globe the broadcaster continues praising denji's ability to get up over and over again despite his many injuries it then switches to a woman who's stating that the chainsaw man was a hero and a man who explains how denji had fought the doll devil's army and thanks him for allowing him to escape A woman yells into a mic that she had seen him riding a shark through the streets as he fought the Typhoon Devil. A woman exclaims that he had saved her on a train. A man states that Denji had protected him from the Bat Devil and finally another woman says that he had rescued her at a rest stop. As people are out on the street celebrating chainsaw man chanting his name the broadcaster tells watchers to go outside and see what's happening for themselves and that everyone should join together to cheer him on even more which is obviously hella dope for our boy but at the same damn time This dude's getting mad debuffed right now if you understand what's going on. Because with him, more and more blood is shown pooling around him. Makima states that the humans cheering him on were eating away at him and contrasting the power given to him by all the devils who feared him. A chained angel then appears floating above Makima as she uses his power, stating usage 1000 years, summoning a black, red spear. As Makima asks if Kabini has enough strength to avoid her coming attack, believing that Denji would attempt to save her, a black circle appears in the air in front of Makima with three large humanoid figures appearing in the air around the growing circle at equal distances. The faces of Kabini and Chainsaw Man are shown bathed in light as Makima launches the spear at Kabini. Chainsaw Man moves in front of her, pushing her away as the spear pierces through his torso. His blood is shown gushing out of his body as he collapses face first onto the ground. Makima sighs as the crowd continues to cheer for our ever-weakening Chainsaw Man. Skipping away, Power is shown sleeping on a mess of blood and organs, complaining as Pochita nudges her with its paw. She opens her eyes and turns her head towards Pochita, who tells her to wake up. Power, initially confused, quickly makes the connection that he was Pachita. Pachita smiles at her realization before telling her that he wanted her to save Denji. He tells her that she truly wasn't dead as she was currently the blood that Denji had drunk from her before, and that if nothing was done, she would soon disappear. Pachita asks for her to eat some of him and revive as a full fledged devil, to which our freaking girl, like holy fuck I couldn't live without Power being around any longer, happily obliges as Denji is her best friend. Back in reality, Makima moves down onto the ground with around a dozen members of public safety lined up behind her. Chainsaw Man begins to get up on his hands and knees. Then as he points his head forwards, power suddenly ejects from his mouth in the form of the Blood Fiend Power laughs as she points towards Makima which causes blood weapons to suddenly push out from within the bodies of her and all of the public safety members. Power yells that she is the strongest as a bloodied Makima uses Angel's ability to create a sword worth of a 100 years. Power then uses a move she calls Thousand Terra Blood Rain showering Makima with several dozen blood weapons as they shoot down from above. She gloats and spouts nonsense as Makima is continually impaled, like that she herself was the first president. As the barrage of weapons stops, Makima calls on the zombie devil which appears behind her and turns the deceased members of the public safety into zombies. These zombies rush power, grabbing onto her and biting her. She screams out in pain as Makima shoots off her arm with a finger gun. Makima asks a bleeding Power how she was still alive, with Power refusing to answer as she lunges back, grabbing Chainsaw Man and proclaiming him as her own. Makima asks for Power to give her Chainsaw Man under the threat of death, stating that she let Power be her pet again as she gave him over. Stupidly, Power fumbles the bag, moving behind Chainsaw Man and lifting him up before stating that she had in fact captured him. But Cheetah is shown in a state of shock and confused as Power happily states their glory was all hers. While Power stands there gripping Denji, Makima asks for Power to give her Chainsaw Man. In her head, Power looks on her time with Denji, thinking back on when they first met, when he first saved her from the Bat Devil, when they bathed together, and when they gave Aki a meal they would cooked together. Our Queen, though, defies that hoe as blood weapons shoot out of Makima, forcing her weak ass to her knees. Power runs off with Denji screaming and asking why she was disobeying Makima despite the fact that victory was impossible. She comes across two devil hunters which call on the Mantis Devil, one of its arms shooting up from the ground and slicing her on the side before she kills the two. Now stumbling as a horde of zombies suddenly rain down upon her, we see a young, dirty, Power running down and stumbling on a road. She looks at her hand, reminiscing on her belief that all lives were equally trivial, that her life and a stranger's life was nothing to ever be sad over, and that Denji was an exception to that belief. Screaming out that Denji couldn't die, in reality a wounded power, bleeding, crawls towards an alleyway, dragging Chainsaw Man along with her. Power slowly moves closer to the dumpster crawling inside as she realises the reason she actually cared about Denji's life was because he was her first ever friend. A human Denji and Fiend Power are shown on the dumpster together, the latter happily shouting his name before hugging him. Power tells dingy that she was able to save him, with Denji responding that he was fine and not in need of saving as he would already accomplished all of his dreams. Going on to say that his life with Power had been like a dream, comparing to the time that he had with the Mafia. He tells her again that he was fine and that nothing good would ever occur in his life again. Power yells at Denji though, calling him a dummy, asking him if he truly missed her so much that he couldn't do anything. He responds that he did, and Power calls him a fool for not wanting to do so. She goes on to tell him that devils went to hell after dying on earth and that when they died they would most likely be enemies if they ever met again. And despite this, he needs to find whatever she has become and befriend it to turn it back into the real power so that they can be buddies again. Power then forms a contract with Denji, giving him the last of her blood in return for finding the blood devil again. Denji wakes in the dumpster, bolting upright as he shouts for power. He bends over, clutching his heart as he thinks of her. His grieving though is interrupted as Kishibe is revealed to be sitting down beside the dumpster as Denji turns to look at him. Kishibe asks if he was either Denji or the chainsaw and states if he was truly Denji then he would help give him some way to escape from Makima. Denji stands silent for a moment before showing Kashibe the peace symbol as a way to prove it's our goofy ass boy. Kashibe leads Denji and Kabini into an underground safe house. Kabini comments on how having witnessed Makima's attack, she will likely be hunted down and asks Kashibe if she'll ever be able to contact her family again. He tells her, probably not, to which she responds with relief, which leaves Denji surprised. But Kabini explains that she no longer has to contact her family, which kind of makes her happy. As the two sit, Kabini begins to cry, explaining her fears of death and telling Denji that she is jealous of his reincarnation abilities. Denji replies that though he is physically fine, he is an emotional wreck and is coming to terms with the fact that he had lived his entire life in subservience to others, never making any significant choices of his own. Kabini responds that such a life, a life full of hardships and unhappiness, is normal, stunning him. As he stares at her in shock, he comments on how he wanted to be normal, to which she responds with confusion. Suddenly, Denji's attention is drawn to a nearby TV, on which news reports discussing the Chainsaw Man are playing. The TV discusses the Chainsaw Man's heroic deeds, showing a number of people cheering and celebrating him. Denji watches in stunned silence, quietly whispering, That's me to himself. He exclaims that everyone was praising him before holding up a hand to his face, holding back tears as he shouted that he was popular. Watching as a girl on the screen waved a sign, asking for Chainsaw Man to go out with her. Sitting back in the armchair behind Denji, Kishibe opens his eyes before telling Denji to quiet him down. Denji tells him that he was tired of eating things like bread and jam for breakfast and instead wanted to eat steak every day in its place. He cries about how he can't and shouldn't wish for such things as he collapses onto his hands and knees in front of Kishibe, saying how he wanted to have 5 no 10 girlfriends and that he wanted to have lots of demonetization stuff. Denji slowly pulls himself back up before exclaiming that he wanted to be Chainsaw Man for those reasons. Kishibe sits silently for a moment before telling Denji that Makima would find and kill him if he attracted too much attention. Telling him that the next time he entered his hybrid form would be the time she would kill him. At some point later in the night, Denji continues to watch the television as Kishibe and Kabini sleep. He tells himself that he definitely wanted to become the Chainsaw Man and asks himself how he was going to kill Makima. He knows that she wasn't someone he could win against without a plan and tries to think about some way he could defeat her. His mind is soon filled with the memories of his time with public safety as he thinks back on the encounter with the Darkness Devil, his first time meeting Beam and his fight against Santa Claus. Denji's mind is then filled with the memories of Makima, with images of her face appearing from when she told him she'd grant him any wish if she'd killed the gun devil, when she introduced him to her pet dogs, when she laughed in his lap after he asked her if killing power was a dream. When she fed him her blood during the fight against Santa Claus, when she listened to his heart, when she told him what he would be able to eat for breakfast if he became her dog, when she licked a lollipop before giving it to him as an indirect kiss, and when she told him that she liked some boy named Denji. Denji looks down in defeat, muttering to himself that he was the worst, and that even after everything Makima had done to him, he still couldn't help but like her. At some point in the future, during the daytime, Denji in his hybrid form sits upon a cross in the graveyard with Makima, the Katana Man, Reze, Quan Chi, the whip hybrid, the spear hybrid, the berserk hybrid, the flamethrower hybrid, and several dozen members of public safety walking up to him along a dirt path. Makima walks up to Denji as she takes note of his weaker form before asking if he finally came to die for her. Denji gets up from the cross before asking Makima if there would be any crappy movies in her vision of a utopian world, making her realise that it was in fact Denji there and not the true Chainsaw Man form. She responds that she believed it would be for the best if bad movies were erased from the world, to which Denji says that he has no choice but to kill her. Makima sighs before telling Denji that everything about him was not fit for the Chainsaw Man. Four crows are shown flying up into the sky as Denji spins up his chainsaws, facing Makima while she approaches him along with the hybrids and many other members of public safety. Zombies suddenly come up from the graves around Denji as the zombie devil appears now also behind Makima. The zombies begin to rush at Denji from all sides. Denji sticks his arms into the ground, shooting his chains down and wrapping them around a large chunk of earth before pushing them up, launching several zombies and a massive rock into the air behind them pulling the chunk of ground in front of him and throwing it towards Makima. Katana Man and the longsword hybrid leap into the air, both slicing the chunk of land and cutting it down into several smaller chunks. The two, now vulnerable in the air, watches as Denji appears from behind the debris before cutting them both with his chainsaws. The spear hybrid leaps up from behind Denji before skewering him with his chest. Reze and the whip hybrid both fly towards Denji, yelling out a battle cry as he spins in the air, slicing Reze with one of the chainsaws on his arms and cutting the whip and spear hybrids with the one on his legs. Denji and the slumped bodies of all the hybrids he just dunked on then fall to the ground. Conchi appears from behind Denji, shooting him with her arrows. The zombies rush in, grabbing him as more and more jump atop him quickly forming a large pile as he becomes trapped beneath them. Makima and the flamethrower hybrid watch the zombies, with the flamethrower noting how Denji was much weaker than he was before. Makima says that this was because the entire world was embracing Chainsaw Man and spreading his image, even going as far as turning him into a merchandised character, and that there was no longer a need to fear him. Still, the flamethrower hybrid points his arms towards the pile before shooting it with his flames, torching it as all of the zombies begin to burn. Makima, Quan Chi and the flamethrower all stand for a moment as they watch the flames. The flamethrower hybrid yells out in surprise as two chains shoot out from the flaming mass, each wrapping around a grave marker behind him before Denji retracts them, launching himself towards and cutting the flamethrower hybrid in half as Quan Chi blocks him with her arms. Denji slices at her and manages to decapitate Quan Chi, but still several more arrows pierce him. A bloody Denji falls on his knees, then onto his back as Makima stands above him looking down on him before pointing her finger at her left palm and saying bang as she shoots a hole through it she holds her bleeding palm above denji's mouth letting the blood spilling from it fall into his mouth she then demands that he wake up as she wanted to trade blows with him so that she could kill him personally as a bunch of public safety members float up behind makima chains appear moving out from their torsos and connecting them to her Makima pulls on Denji's chest cord, grazing him before he immediately decapitates her. Her head flies off, but due to the chains instead, the head of one of the public safety members suddenly flies off as Makima's head moves back to her body. Denji tries to strike at her again with his left arm, missing as Makima dodges and punches him in the face, knocking him back but Denji still manages to slice open her chest with his right arm. Then again, the injury is transferred to another public safety member as Makima once again regenerates. She unleashes a flurry of punches consecutively hitting Denji in the chest as blood sprays from his mouth, though he still somehow manages to slice her head off. A headless Makima kicks Denji in the chin, knocking him back as her head begins to return to her neck. As Makima's head reattaches, she punches one of Denji's arms off, destroying it. She aims to punch him again as a chainsaw appears from Denji's leg, kicking her and slicing her in half. Makima's torso and lower half quickly reattach as she turns around, punching a hole straight through Denji's torso. She swings around to the front, grabbing onto a chunk of guts spilling out of him before punching him again, tearing through his chest as both of his arms are ripped off. Oh my god, the actual brutality of that sentence when I finally when I finally said it correctly was mental. Makima holds onto Denji's armless corpse from the handle of his head, pulling out Pochita with her right arm. As she slowly pulls Pochita out from his body, she tells Denji that Denji was not the Chainsaw Man. She asks how she could possibly get him to completely give up on living and how she could ever possibly get Chainsaw Man back. Denji responds by spitting blood on her face. She continues by saying that Chainsaw Man didn't wear clothes or speak and that he only made a mess out of everything he did. She says that even with all of Denji's ignorance, he was still chosen as the Chainsaw Man and that since he was standing between Makima and him, he must die. Makima fully rips Pochita from Denji's chest, blood spurting from his wounds as he coughs up blood. His head then falls back onto the ground with Makima standing above him, staring down at his motionless corpse. Makima walks through the graveyard, stepping through the various bodies of deceased public safety members, as she reaches down and picks up a pack of cigarettes from the inside of one of the suit's jackets. Okay, I'm not even giving this fake ass Aki wannabe right now the time of day. She's trying to smoke and she can't even handle one puff. Like, what, are, what even is this? Anyway, one puff Andy puts out the smoke before picking up Pochita and telling him that it was now the second time she had ever defeated him and that now he belonged to her. She tells him that they'd be together forever and that they'd eat a lot together, sleep together, and live happy together forever. Several feet behind Makima. The goat himself actually managed to play the silly witch. Denji slowly stands up from amongst the pile of corpses. He slowly walks over to Makima and as she notices him, he takes out a normal chainsaw and slices her down the freaking chest. Makima gasps confused and shocked as blood spews from her torso, falling to her knees as Denji now stands above her in a complete role reversal she exclaims that Makima had finally let her guard down and tells her that he would now be taking Pochita back. He reaches down picking up Pochita as he says that what he just did now was dangerous and that he had used up all of the blood power he had given him from their contract revealing how he had actually managed to survive without his heart, because technically, power was his heart, and like honestly, I freaking love that soppy shit man, Katsuki Fujimoto had different with that one. Makima, now bleeding from her mouth and nose, asks how Denji was alive, to which Denji responds that she had actually been fighting Pochita the entire time. As Makima continues to bleed, Denji tells her that the chainsaw he had just cut her with was made out of the blood that he had got from power, and that he was making it run a muck inside of her. Makima says, this is hardly enough too." to which Denji cuts her off and says that he didn't believe he could truly kill her with such a cheap trick. And honestly, you guys are not ready for what is about to happen, like, at all, I mean at all, you have no idea what is about to happen unless you have already read it, you have no idea, like, you don't, even, you don't even have this in the most foreign region of your brain that this idea would happen at the moment, so just be fucking ready that this is about to happen, okay, okay? A van pulls up behind Denji, leading him to happily exclaim that Master Kishibe was there to pick them up. He tells Makima he's sorry before. Later on, a shot of Tokyo is shown, with various citizens shown to be going about their day. The scene transitions to night in the exterior of a rundown apartment building with Kishibe's van parked outside. Inside a room, Kishibe complains that his back hurt before asking Denji if he was ready, and as Denji says that he was, Kishibe tells him that from there onward, it was personally up to him. He tells him that innocent people were dying as they speak and that it would be best if Denji could finish as quickly as possible. Yet, Denji says that he'll be going at his own leisurely pace. Kishibe then tells him one last thing, he didn't believe that what Denji was about to do would truly work, and that he should be prepared for failure and death. Denji tells him that he himself was the one who came up with the idea, so he was already prepared. Kishibe leaves as he tells Denji that he'd be back by again if he was still alive, and tells him to not die as out of everyone he'd ever met, Denji was the most suited for being a devil hunter. I freaking love that old man. The door to the apartment closes as Denji talks to himself and walk into the refrigerator mumbling that he was very hungry. He pulls a small box out of the meat-stacked fridge because, you know, gotta eat good for real. Then as Denji says that even after everything that happened, he still liked Makima, he begins to cook, saying that he couldn't forgive Makima after everyone she'd killed. He says that, because of that, he'd share the burdens of her sins with her, and asks himself how he would truly do that. He toys with the idea of latching themselves onto a bomb and performing a double suicide before countering it with the fact that all previous physical attacks had no effect on her, but says that that fact is what led him to realize how to beat her, and how to become one with her. Denji then finishes preparing his meal, which consists of a small bowl of white rice, miso soup. And ginger fried meat and onions then in the normal japanese style he performs itadiki masu before taking a sip of the miso soup and noting that it was extremely good Mmm, very tasteful he takes a bite of the ginger fried meat and onions and says that it tastes all right he begins to take a bite of the rice as he notes that what he was tasting was what makima tasted like if you catch my damn drift oh my god i couldn't stop laughing at the shit when i first read it like how well did tatsuki fujimoto manage to hide that up until the last line That denji the only way he gets rid of makima is by eating her i love it it's so good later on now and in a park kishibe sits on a bench drinking as denji walks towards him with all seven of makima's dogs and meowing on his head Denji sits down next to Kishibe on the bench letting a few kids come and play with their dogs. A young girl then approaches them and says doggies. Denji tells Kishibe that he had eaten all of Makima and that she hadn't revived. Kishibe then asks Denji how he had killed her despite the fact that attacks had no effect on her, to which Denji responds that he honestly didn't want to hurt Makima that him eating her and becoming one with her wasn't even an attack but rather love I guess. (laughs) Kishibe tells him that he probably just ended up accidentally finding a way around her contract before asking Denji how he managed to attack Makima without her detecting him. Denji explains that Makima only perceived people through her sense of smell, and because of that, he bet that Makima only saw Chainsaw Man the entire time he'd known her and never truly took notice of him. Which is freaking deep, bro. Like, who knows if they're after that Chainsaw clout for real. The young girl moves closer to pet cream puff, leading Denji to tell her that he and Kishibe were having a top secret conversation and that she needed to beat it. The young girl walks up to Denji before biting his finger, quickly leading Denji to recognize her bite as Maki Miz. The young girl looks up at Denji, showing him that her eyes also have the same target like pattern as Maki Miz. Kishibe tells Denji that the young girl had been recently discovered in China, and that he had stolen her, oh yes of course, typical old man selling a child. He tells him that the young girl wasn't Makima, but just the control devil, and that no memories from Makima were in the girl. He says that if they left the young girl in the hands of the Bureau, she'd inevitably become just like Makima again. Kishibe ends off by telling Denji that he would be leaving the reborn control devil in his hands, as he was going to be really busy for the foreseeable future. Denji asks the young girl what her name was, to which she responds that her name was Nayuta. Denji sighs and asks her if she wanted to do anything other than eat meat. She responds that she wanted to eat sliced bread, prompting Denji to say that she was a pretty inexpensive devil to keep around. He then walks back to his apartment, walking the dogs with him as Nayuta rides on his back. Back at his apartment, the two eat some sliced bread before falling asleep, with Nayota sleeping in Denji's futon, while Denji sleeps directly on the floor using one of their dogs as a pillow. Denji begins to dream, and inside of his dream, he finds himself holding Pochita as the two sit within the shed they lived in during Denji's time within the Mafia. Pochita tells Denji that his dream was to be hugged by someone, and his strength made it hard for anyone to want to hug him. Pachita thanks Denji for making his dream come true, then goes on to ask Denji if he could fulfill the control devil's dreams too. A dream of building an equal relationship with other people. Makima had this dream but couldn't accomplish it since she only formed relationships through the power of fear, and because of that grew yearning for something like a family over time. Pachita tells Denji that he wants him to make the dream come true for Naota, to which Denji asks how and Pichita tells him that it could be done through giving her lots and lots of hugs. Which obviously just correlates to a good upbringing, <laughs> typical Japanese manga could have ended in a hella sus way, but yeah obviously because of her previous upbringing with a Bureau she turned into the manipulative control freak that she was, and at the moment she's just a normal control freak. But finally, as we start off the new series, at some point in the future a large deformed devil rampages through the streets of Tokyo chasing innocent civilians. Several rumours about the Chainsaw Man are heard spreading, that killing devils was just his hobby, that he only saved cute girls, if he was truly a human, and that he was just a high school student. But standing there against the crowd, we find Denji face to face with the approaching devil. He stands alone, wearing his high school uniform and beginning to pull the kill switch on his chest. So. That officially brings us to the very, very end of Chainsaw Man's story. That is currently out. Obviously, big old Tatsuki Fujimoto is coming through and dropping part two from this month onwards. So you've all got that to look forward to from now on, I guess. I won't be covering it like chapter by chapter because I don't do that anymore on my channel any, anymore. As you guys have uh, noticed, I stopped doing Tokyo Avengers and all that a long time ago. I'm more doing just the the kind of the story and manga side of things and kind of enveloping like the story and trying to bring mangas and make them more you know uh, enjoyable to watch, make it more like a a, a movie in some kind of way you can just sit back and watch it and relax and enjoy it and I hope you guys have been able to enjoy you know this video here it's taken me over like two months or I think it's been two months more than two months, it's taken so long to actually like put this entire video together or I think it's almost four hours long now so it's been you know absolutely amazing all the support that i've got on my channel since i started doing these entire story type ones firstly with that tokyo avengers video back in the day almost like six or seven months ago now probably even longer it's just been going so quickly and then with the demon slayer stuff towards the end and like start of this year it's just been absolutely amazing so i'm going to be doing like bleach and jujutsu kaisen shibuya arc is going to be coming out very soon i've been doing that for the last like two weeks now in preparation pretty much for jujutsu kaisen at the end of the year and everything that's been going on with jujutsu at the moment has just been mm, so damn good i can't wait to see what uh tatsuki fujimoto is going to put out for chainsaw man in these up and coming weeks like i think what, what are we at the moment we're on the 11th when i'm recording this kind of like outro bit for the entire story here so i've got two days before the chapter does actually release and i'm super super excited to finally actually see it but you know enough, enough of that enough of me rambling you know, i'm glad you all have enjoyed the video if you want to support me more then obviously there's my patreon and all that kind of jazz where i'm absolutely useless at putting my videos up early but they do come up early sometimes so you might get lucky, who knows, who knows. But anyway, for now, it been your professional degenerate Diabolo, and I will see you all in ape up. Bye.